Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Welcome back to the movie graveyard. Goat rolling with this homeboy Zach, or I should call him Little Zach. Little okay. Zach, what's going on? Exactly, well, nut Zach, if you will. We fucking <laughs> we decided we we fucking grave digging again, baby. We got some more shovels and fucking. Uh, you want to tell them what this is, man? This is a good one. Yeah, we're doing one of the most popular shot on video horror films of all time, and it is called Video Violence. Video Violence, shot on video. My boy, the fucking uh, the cinema uh, snob on YouTube, he fucking he coined the term shot on shittio, which I think <laughs> is fun too. But like, this movie actually isn't a shitty shot on video movie. No. It's funny because if this is the one that kind of gets you into the genre and you start here, you're only going downhill because like it's it's kind of surprising how competent this movie actually is when you watch it. Like, expecting, like, uh, uh I, I, what got me into this shot on video or shot on video was uh, the Camp Blood movies. You ever watch those? I didn't see no, I didn't see those ones. I, I like I don't have too much um experience with shot on video. I would just like get duped into it um in terms of like, you know, the earlier days of video. Like I would just occasionally rent a horror movie not knowing it was shot on video. Mm-hmm. And then later, like in the late nineties, like right before D V D popped out I would order some things like 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 uh, Tommy Faircloth movies like Crinoline Head and Generation Axe that were shot on video. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of them were like the shot on mini DV type thing. Yeah, but, but, Brain Damage but, Films was one that I I stumbled upon when I was yeah. real young, and yeah, fucking uh, like those like the Camp Blood and all that shit. And other ones I could think of too. Yeah, baby. Sorry, I was choking. It's like somebody came in and was choking me. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize that was you choking. I heard it cutting in and out. I thought you were trying to talk, and I accidentally cut you off. That's why I just stopped, babe. I'm cutting off my boy, Dugo. He is Dugo. No way. So let's go ahead and get this rolling, because I feel like there's so many, you know, besides, like, the actual movie, I feel like there's so many ways, uh, topics that will be brought up for this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead we're rolling off the D- the DVD. We don't have the. Imagine if you had the original tape, baby. How much that would probably be worth. Oh the video yeah. Violence. Oh but yeah. But yeah, we have the DVD reissues, and I want to say this DVD came out like what, twenty uh, eleven, something or like that, two thousand seven, yeah. some something like that. But uh, yeah, so we're rolling off that, and we hit, and I don't I don't think this is the original logo, but at the beginning there's something like one second into the movie. It says Camp Motion Pictures Presents. That's where we got to pause that. So I'm going to say one, two, three, go, guys. When you hear me say go, please hit play on your remotes or your PS3s. Or since this is older, maybe you are got that Super Nintendo controller, baby. And you're going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that didn't play DVDs. Never mind. Oh, All right, everybody. Uh, get your uh, junk in your hand. One, two, three, go. Oh, oh yeah. now, now it's rolling, baby. Now we're seeing the camera. Soon, as soon as we press play, we heard that audible silence that you only get on VHS. We were talking about that. Oh, look, James Golf. That's the scuff version of James Rolfe, the fucking angry, <laughs> angry, angry video gamer. Yeah, he's like fucking. He, he basically, yeah, he fucking. He, he he was the guy that was like before the fucking that. Like he was doing Atari and shit. <laughs> the Atari, angry Atari. Now, th- now this is like rare. For like any type of low budget movie or whatever, but they actually started out like epic. They got a prologue, baby. Mm-hmm. 
And then they fucking, they, it's like, they get into fucking, uh, exactly, like, it's funny how competent this actually is if you got, like, used to seeing, like, this movie could have literally been, like, they didn't have to change anything, they could have just shot it with, like, a better camera, and it could have been, like, fucking, like, uh, an Evil Dead, like, type of, like, fucking old 16mm fucking, uh, fucking uh, low-budget movie that people remember, I think. It's, it's, it works. I think it's pretty fun. It's kind of a, uh, a whodunit, not a whodunit, but a mystery, because you kind of know who did it right away but like it's a murder mystery baby if you will yeah i was gonna say like first thing i wanted to say about this movie is uh well first of all this location of like this i don't know what you would call this outdoor wear type store it's not really sporting goods it's more like it's like burlington co-factory or something (laughs) well yeah but but like a real one not like the fake one at the mall or whatever the fuck but like yeah, like it's it's all outdoor wear boots and like these motherfuckers. Like I remember there being shops like this when I was a kid. You would go into that would just have shelves of shit like this. Like they weren't corporate. You know what I mean? Do you do you have a rural king? No, we don't have that here. Yeah, there's a place around my part of what's called Rural King, Rural King, and fucking you can tell I'm I'm kind of hicky because I fucking I say Rural King, I can't, I can't fucking yeah. say it right. Fucking very very low T on my part, but yeah, they they sell like fucking kind of stacks uh, like those weird wood things, and fucking they're filled with pants and shit, fucking yeah. work overalls and all that shit. And it's it, it, yeah, like I feel like the WalMarts and shit like came in and stole all that um that market of just like that that kind of stuff you know what i mean like just like oh here's a bunch of work pants whereas like back in the days you had to like go to a fucking place to uh to uh, uh get a work pant. baby i want to ask you do you know i i, I could have swore we we reviewed this on hillbilly dvd reviews but i can't find the video on youtube i don't know if we did or not do you remember yeah. if we ever did? i don't know if you did either yeah I, I know for a fact me and Phil D's watched it. We watched both. I took it to his, his house oh. on a weekend and we watched it. Yeah, you might have. I might, yeah, I might be remembering yeah. that. Yeah. But I can't find it on our playlist. And uh, for some reason, uh, we, 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 I guess we're like, what do you call them? The shadow bands? <laughs> our shit oh. don't come up when you search it and you two, we're, we're like hidden, even if the video is really there. That is lame. Yeah. But like, I think like, and maybe this is just part of like you know uh, like I didn't see this movie when it first came out. I saw this around twenty thirteen ish. I was just going. I used to do this thing on Netflix, like actual Netflix DVD, where um, I would just like stumble across shit and like look at the plot synopsis, and I would be like, "Oh, that seems like a movie I want to watch." And like this said, you know, it had to do with the video store. So I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I want to see that baby horror movie in a video store." Yeah, you probably didn't realize it was shot on shittio. Fucking, I, I had no idea it was shot on shittio. Like the thought, honestly, the thought didn't even cross my mind that it could be shot on shittio. Really, exactly. You never really expected it. Yeah, fucking. It's just like every once in a while you get those and you'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's possible to get these too. <laughs> and sometimes right. they'd really turn you off. Sometimes they'd be like, for me, it always like because I always liked making home movies. So like when I watched it like this, it just kind of reaffirmed it. Like, oh yeah. Anybody could do this. Fucking, well, yeah, we got basically it's ingenious plot for the movie. Basically, main character works at a video store, so it's kind of like that clerks if it was just all an RSD video. And mm-hmm. then, but like fucking yeah, like uh, 
basically, yeah, a bunch of fucking. It's like, yeah. Like, so right away, you're watching a movie taking place in a video store, and like you see the tapes back there, and you're just you're already wanting to just walk, look at all the tapes. Like, oh, what do they got there? Oh, they got Blood Cult, the fucking original shot on Shitio, the big box. But yeah, fucking very. Yeah, but like, yeah, the, the plot is fucking. He's working there, and uh, he, uh, if somebody returns a tape, which is like a blank tape, like it's not the one that they were supposed to return. It's like, oh, they accidentally fucking put in one of their uh, home video, and so his, his coworkers like, oh, we gotta see what's on this. What do these fucking country bumpkins watch for entertainment? And then they stumble upon a fucking uh, a snuff film. I fucking somebody accidentally gave uh, to the video store, babe. And then, yeah, the fucking, the, the mystery unveils. Uh, it unravels from there. Unveils. That's wrong. That's the wrong thing to say. Very low to you, me. But the the mystery starts in the prologue because these two guys that run this sporting goods store or whatever, outdoor wear store, they just, like, kill a customer who comes in to try on some clothes. They beat her with a bat. And then you notice he, her face was all bloody, and he kissed her on the bloody mouth. <laughs> Yeah, something very uh, little Zach right there. Little Zach, yeah. Fucking you were behind this shit, baby. In the womb, you were calling the shots. Fucking, I wanted to go by little nut Zach, but they said that the fucking the world was not ready for that yet. Fucking yeah. one day, basically. Did you know there's an Easter egg? If you stick all the way through the credits, you get to see a still photo of little Zach. Oh, I saw that. I saw baby. I didn't realize that was little Zach. That fucking. was little Zach, yeah. Fucking now, I can't wait for his new record, Lil' Zach, and fucking, hell yeah, that fucking dang hip-hop mixtape he's gonna drop. Now, they did a very Chad thing, and I don't think I've ever seen this before in my life, but they did a very Chad thing. Okay, the name of the movie is Video Violence, and the tagline is dot, 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 when renting is not enough. But they actually put the tagline in the title of the movie, like it says Video Violence, and it cuts to an, another card that says when renting is not enough. So, like, that's pretty Chad that you're just well, like... The, the pe- like I guess probably not in the theater because this probably was this was actually made for home video. But if you get the tape and you've made the commitment from the the, the video store or whatever, you get this from Blockbuster. Probably not Block. Probably like Network Video or some shit. Mm-hmm. And you sit down in your couch at your house and you hit play on the remote, and then like they're still marketing the movie to you while you're watching it. That's genius. Fucking hell, I love it. I got the biggest fucking smile on my face. Fucking, and then now we're we're seeing a very shitty home video, uh, uh, shot video of a fucking uh, guy driving to work, and we're seeing opening credits. Very genius. The first one comes up in the top left hand corner, and just because I'm watching a VHS, I expect to see the play little thing at the top where it says like mm-hmm. from the VCR it says play. But then I look up and it's like, oh, that's a that's a person's name. And it's like, oh, this is the credits. Fucking genius. Fucking right on. Did you see the guy that wrote this movie? His name was Gary Elko. Cohen? Is he related to Leonard Cohen? I thought it was Gary P. Cohen. Gary P. Cohen. Fucking yeah. is, is he related to my boy Leonard Cohen, though? Great songwriter. I think if he was related to Leonard Cohen in some way, like even like a distant cousin, I think he could have like raised a little more money than this budget. Exactly. Get your fucking uh, your cousin to be in the movie. It could have been a vehicle starring Leonard Cohen. He's fucking. He's going around being all fucking sad and chat all the time. Fucking just big concrete cock walks in. Fucking the ladies walk in, see him behind the counter of the VHS store. They just start swooning. Fucking uh, flooding the fucking store with their fucking juices from the from the Johnny. 
so the movie starts with a guy returning a videotape, okay? And, like, you just see him, like, he's going to put it in the slot here, the night return slot, and he's going to, like, look around. That's actually the director, baby, Gary P. Cohen, right there. That's him, fucking, looking like fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, Rufus from fucking uh, George yeah. Carlin. Very Chad. And when they did the first take of that, um, the the main actor, the guy who plays the video store owner, he was on the other side, and he popped the tape back out, threw it back out. And uh, Gary P. Cohen actually yelled at him and the crew. <laughs> like you, <laughs> if you watch the interview, you get to see the outtakes where he yells. He's like, "Okay, that was very funny, but it come on, it's ta- it costing us time." So he was actually worried about conserving the VHS tapes they were shooting on. <laughs> fucking Chad. See, this is how this is how you know he's a head. See, like fucking mm-hmm. me back in the day, I was the same way. People were fucking around on set. I got pissed. I was very fucking aspy about it. Fucking, how dare you? Fucking, but you, you just got, it's like, you, fucking, you are the animal and I am the, I am the great leader. I'm the director. Fucking, I, I was very much like our boy fucking, uh, you know, fucking the counting his stopwatch. Like, fucking, you cannot come in after a certain time. What's his name? Fucking, fucking, uh, <laughs> Our boy Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred yeah, Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Well, it was like 12 minutes. You can't come see the movie. Exactly. He His philosophy was that the actors were just like fucking, you know, uh, they're just the, the basically, they're the monkeys you get to do the job because you, you, you ultimately want your vision to come out. And it's like, a fucking, uh, he just didn't care. He's fucking, that's great right there. Look at that. Hell yeah. But it's sacrilege, baby, though, because to cover up the little slot where the VHS tapes get dropped into, they take a, a Friday the 13th Part 5 poster and they sliced it in half. Like, yeah. that's sacrilege. They ruined that poster, baby. Fucking, they, they put that poster there. What's that implying? That, like, fucking, uh, uh, what, what about Part 5? It's like, oh, it's an imposter, Jason. Are they, like, fucking, is, is this some kind of inside joke? Like, these are the, these are the tapes that are fucking, uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't figure it out. It's probably just a coincidence. I'm thinking too much into it. No, I, I went, it was funny, I went to mostly, I was lucky enough to mostly, I was uh, old enough, Zach, to go to actual real, you know, what they call mom and pop video stores, and I never been to one that was this nice, they was always like way more basic and low budget than even what you see here, like this is actually a nice fucking store in all honesty. It is, and like I was saying, it's it's surprising how competent we made this is because uh, yeah. like yeah if, if you go to a video store and it's like oh i want to dive into the fucking shot on vhs movies like you can get so much fucking words you could get like fucking oh uh, a great one uh, the, mo- a lot of people would think it's terrible but i love necromaniac you ever see mm-hmm. those no fucking necromaniac and schizophrenic fucking that first one i, I fucking love it's about this crazy guy who's hearing voices, and he, he thinks it's his fucking his uh, ventriloquist dummy, fucking rubberneck, telling him to kill people. But he's just he's a fucking yeah, he's crazy, he's schizophrenic, very shad. That one is dank. But uh, yeah, I mentioned like the Camp Blood ones, or we should do those sometime. Those would be fun too. Very yeah, I would watch them. See, see, like. Yeah, like, shot on video, like I said, I didn't watch that much, but the ones I, where I, like, went into it knowing it was shot on video, I never had a problem, because it, like, it adjusted my expectations. It mm-hmm. was just those ones that you got from the video store that had, like, a really good, like, painted, you know, painting cover of horror, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, this movie's gonna be so awesome, and then it's just, like, a home video. But, like, like yeah. Like Blood Cult. Like Blood yeah, Cult right there. Right there yeah. on the show. And, um, 
but like when I saw video violence, like I was like, oh, like whatever. But it's like video violence is different because it's it's so like you said, it's so competent, it's so well done. Like the only criticism I could have is like you know it'd be cooler if the sound was a little better because mm-hmm. like there's a lot of scenes where like the piano uh, synthesizers playing and then the people are talking and like it's not too hard to hear but you, you like you can still say tell what they're saying but it's you you kind of just wish the sound was balanced a little bit better you know what I'm saying babe yeah yeah just I think there's one overdub in the whole movie and it sticks out like a sore thumb yeah. if, if I noticed it right uh, I'll bring it up later, but like we we talked about the part like they get their first customer coming into the video store and he comes and he's like I want to with a movie about a chainsaw, and he goes, yeah. I know which one you want. So it's like oh can you be some uh, like a little bit more specific the movie with a chainsaw like how many fucking movies have a chainsaw throughout and they're just uh, just out of horror movies it's like well he could mean pieces he could mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre but no they go right to a copy of pieces. You yeah. think you think it'd be Texas Chainsaw because that's the huge movie, but nope, it's pieces. Fucking maybe the guy that made this was like he he liked the deep cuts. Fucking our boy. I'm thinking because uh, yeah, he was saying it was an obscure movie that uh, made him um, uh, uh, come up with this concept because he was working in a video store for real, baby. And uh, some young lady with a baby. They recreate the scene in the movie, but mm-hmm. in real life, it was I think I dismember Mama, and she was like, "Is there?" She like she had a little child, and then like a baby, baby, and she was like, "Oh, does this have any uh, nudity?" And he's like, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not sure." He's like, "But I know it's very violent, so obviously, you know, it's not a movie for the kids." And she's like, "Oh, like as long as it doesn't have nudity, I'll let the kids watch it." So that was his yeah. whole concept for video violence coming in. So and he that, probably yeah. he probably was about the deep cuts. That kind of is like a weird thing we've had in America too. Like, uh, oh, the sexuality is looked at as more of a taboo than violence, yeah. and like, yeah, fucking, it, that is really weird. But it's like, fucking, so it, it makes you wonder, like, was he? Is this movie kind of a, a all together a commentary kind of, or is it just like, oh, let's take that and have fun with it, or or is he actually trying to say something? But like, I was thinking about that, and I was like. Could he actually say something without it coming off as like hypocritical, being as though the movie's made? And I was like, I don't know. Fucking the, the layers of irony involved. He maybe he's just very fucking Chad, very five head. Well, it is very five head because if it was just one of those things where he was just doing satire commentary, like looking down on it, then he wouldn't have like gone the extra mile to make the horror scenes as good as they are. Because like the special effects, I mean, it's a shot on video movie, you know, it's like so low budget, but the special effects are good. And the way he edits around the special effects to make everything work better. I've never seen any other shot on video movie that was edited this good, in all honesty. He has a, a total like self-awareness about it where he knows the limitations. He know like a lot of people seem to like fucking think, oh, that looks way better than it, it does to like most people. But he was able to like, this is how long we got to show the effect cut away. And yeah, I guess like I, I read that like he, uh, he got to edit this at like the uh, fucking the local um, what's that called like uh, cable access like using yeah. their equipment uh, from like. 2 a.m. to like 6 a.m. or something, something like that, and then apparently like the the guy who he found out like the content of the movie, and he's like, I wouldn't let you edit here if I'd known the content of the movie. He like cut his time in half or something. Like he was yeah. able to get it all edited up in like two nights. Very chad. Well, the editing is not bad. It's just one of those things you know, looking at it with more modern eyes, you realize, oh, you you know, 
he probably, you know, especially if you were cutting on computer compared to cutting on tape. I, I, I actually edited on tape, uh, both at home and in a cable access station. It's very, it's very tough editing on tape with the, the equipment. It's much better if you feed the tape into a, uh, you know, a computer and then you can get really precise. Yeah. But obviously that wasn't an option back then. I remember fucking making home videos and having to edit shit with two VCRs. Yep. You fucking you pause had to get, it, record, play. Yeah, you had to get used to how long the tape. Like, fucking, yeah. you press it up, it doesn't just stop right when you press it. It, re- it rewinds a little bit. Yeah, and you gotta get it. Ju- you gotta get the timing all down so you record a little longer than you want to, knowing it'll get shaved off. Fucking, it's so weird to think about how we had to do it. Like as kids, very. I know. Fucking reminiscent. That's, I hit. I had a real five head, yeah, because he was supposed to have twelve hours to uh, edit the movie, and then the guy got pissed, and then he had, I think he had even less than six. I think it was like four or five hours. So I mean, he actually did a really good job for what he, you know, the little bit of time. But I had a five head uh, idea, baby. If I ever make another movie again, I'm gonna make the real version on digital cameras, and then I'm just gonna like pop out like one take only for each scene. I'm gonna pop out a VHS uh, camera and then film a take of each scene. Well, oh, VHS, yeah. and then that way, as a bonus feature on the DVD, you can do here's the VHS version, and it's like legit full frame, you know, VHS quality. That would be donk, I think. The shot on shitio version. The yep. only guy that fucking releases all of his films on shot on shitio. Yeah. Release the shot on shitio cut. But, but you, you know what's funny though? We keep saying shot on shitio, and like, you know, back then when they were making this movie, uh, Zach. Um, when this would have come out, most people, their TVs were tiny. And I'm sitting here watching this on the way I record is I have a monitor, that a little widescreen monitor that that plays the movie next to my computer. And it's it's a little seven inch thing, I think seven and a half inch thing. It's 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 about the size of, you know, kind of like a large cell phone type screen. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and then the sides are cut off because this isn't widescreen, this is four by three. But I'm looking at it on this small monitor, uh, you know, it kind of hides the imperfections, baby. And I'm like, this actually doesn't look bad. Like, there's mm-hmm. a few shots that, like, you know, the lighting isn't very atmospheric. It's very flat looking. But the actual movie, like, the the quality, you know, when I rewatched this the other night, uh, back when I originally would have rented this from Netflix, I watched it on a 42-inch screen. And, it, you know, it didn't look that bad back then. But the other night, I watched it on a 65-inch OLED. And obviously, it, it looked as shitty as you think it is. But if you watch it on a smaller TV, and especially if you're, uh, you know you're chad enough to still have a crt tv laying around and you watch this i don't think it would look bad at all Mm -hmm. it's like yeah very confident fucking uh, i've seen ones like uh, our boy joe bob did a a week uh this season of last drive-in of a shot on video he did things and he did sledgehammer those are two really bad ones and fucking like yeah like it's crazy like this guy he really like kind of hit it out of the park with his like because these are these these are kind of known we're not just being like bad because like oh it's shot on video and it's very low budget it's like we could all do this that always made it like really like cool to me as a kid but like fucking then the movies it still had to be good and this is fucking the most of them just fell super flat and fucking this one it it keeps it up like it keeps you like fucking kind of like i don't know because i can't go back and undo because there's kind of like 
I don't know. Would you consider it a twist ending in the movie? Or it, not really. Fucking, he kind of just slowly yeah, figures it all out. Yeah, it's less of a twist. I mean, there is a little bit of a twist with that lady who comes in. They twist that aspect of it, yeah, like her yeah. character. But but yeah, the 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 revelation. I guess it's more of a revelation than a twist because because mm-hmm. the film is obviously very much building up to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but basically, yeah, they found that tape. The guy left it in there, or fucking accidentally returned it instead. They found the snuff film, and now he's taking it to the fucking the sheriff. And fucking the, the sheriff does not seem to fucking he's not impressed. Like, fucking what the hell? Why would you not be impressed? Actually, yeah, he doesn't believe him at first. But like, yeah, we're gonna assume everybody's seen this and know the ending. Fucking yeah. like, yeah, basically the whole town is like fucking in on this. And it's like basically they 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 mentioned they established earlier in earlier in the movie that like uh fucking oh we don't get uh cable we don't get fucking dish dish uh, he says something about how they're not allowed to put dish there I mean yeah. just setting up <laughs> that, that, that was that was some good writing right there <laughs> well, we're not allowed to put up a fancy satellite dish. <laughs> Fucking dish as a network has just outright banned us. They don't like something we're doing or something. Uh, the, the, the way we treat animals at our slaughterhouse or something. They, they boycott. But basically, it's just a way to set up. This town has no entertainment. So basically, they notice like, oh, all the people come in and rent fucking slasher films, these gore films. Basically, we find out that basically uh, these two guys, fucking Ike and uh, his buddy, they uh, basically shoot themselves, like they film themselves killing people, and then they just release those. And fucking yep. like, yeah, the, the, basically. So uh, were they implying that they sent it to the v, like to the video store on purpose and just forgot to put a label on it so that they wouldn't notice they changed the tape? Because I was getting the, the idea that basically they've done this with every tape in the store, and all the people that go in and rent a tape know that they're getting like, oh, this is just what it says on it, but like, fucking, it's really a home video killing. Like, I always thought that was what it was doing. No, I, I you know, I, I don't think it was really that. I think what it was was, um, it was like they just trade the tapes by themselves because they, cause they noticed that the, the tape was switched right when it came back, right? Like, they would have mm-hmm. noticed if, like, all the tapes were, were like that, you know, because, like, some tapes back then came with a sticker that you probably could have lift off and re-glued down but then also you remember some tapes baby like they actually had the screen printing to tell you the name mm, of the movie on the tape yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah i think it was i really think this one was just an accident like like what the guy uh, said the main character said like oh he, like he mixed up you know because that actually happened to me all the time at the video store is people would even return the dvd case with the uh with the wrong dvd in it or like with no DVD in it, because like people just always left shit in their machines. It was weird. Like I don't really, I never really get that. Yeah. With rent, like with my own disc, yeah, I'll let that shit lay in there. But with a rental disc, I always take it back out and put it in a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm probably fucking just mixing it up with how the movie ends, thinking like, oh, they were setting that up yeah. or really fucking. That, but we'll we'll get there, baby. But yeah, like now he took the the tape to the fucking uh, sheriff and tried to show it, and it, like the tape's been switched. It's just a normal fucking home video now so fucking out of that 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 sheriff is a gold source see that yeah he he's a older gentleman but he still has the herpes exactly fucking uh he needs to get some carmax or bloods text whatever the fuck what is that? i think he, that's his chapstick and he based his uh character off foghorn leghorn 
fucking uh, very Chad. That's what a big concrete cock does. <laughs> we still haven't talked about the main character, Steven, who comes to this hick town to open a video store. They established he used to run a movie theater in New York, so he he's he's not like um, he's not like a, a yokel type. He's very uh, cultured. He's got long, mm-hmm. you know. This was very like reminiscent of the late '80s guys, you know, business guys. Everybody had long hair pulled back into the ponytail. He had he, a nice bulge too. If you missed that, I didn't pick around. up on that part. No, but solid uh, bulge. But he dresses stylishly compared to everybody else. Like he wears like new wave ties and jackets and shit. Like he's he's pretty dope. Now we here we get introduced to his wife, and um, and uh, we should say these two people. Um, I tried to find out more information about them. I couldn't. All I knew was what the director said in his little interview on the bonus features. But these two people are actually married in real life. And, an, and another reason what sets this movie above other shot on video, aka shot on shitio releases. Is this this man and this woman playing husband and wife? Our real husband and wife, but they're also professional actors. They was in uh, so, some touring productions of musical theater. Because I was wondering, like, how they get such good actors for you know? Because the dialogue is very like plain and and simple and like, you know, it's just very like kind of what do you call it exposition where you just mm-hmm. kind of you know gurgle like they're not really giving the actors like much to like play off of with the script. It's just more like. Like oh we're saying this and we're saying this so the 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 audience knows what's yeah. going on with the plot. Yeah. It's also like even the script written like the way the script's written is very like uh, like competent. Like when yeah. it comes to like oh this is very like uh, he would have fit right in in Hollywood. I'm sure he could have got like a fucking job. Yeah, it was very good. But it's like when you have that kind of script that's just all about the plot. It's really more than the director because the director can't tell the actors say every line this way or do this. So the the people that play the husband and wife, they, I think they do a really good job of like kind of filling it in and making it seem more natural and real. Like they bring the emotion into it. Like there's a lot of scenes that are like very deadpan. Like they just got to get the lines out, you know. But like they put like you know like good banter and pace into it and emotion to it to where it seems more like real people because I. I really like both their performances, and um, and like the the I really like the wife. I think she's total uh, Stacy for sure. But uh, she kind of kind of reminds me of the one girl from Halloween, Nancy, who got yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I I really like the guy too because he's like I don't know how to describe him, but he's he plays it more like a real life. Like in real, you know, in a lot of fake movies, like some shit starts happening. And the character gets all tough, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to expose you, and uncover. Like he's not like that. Like he's afraid. He's just like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like is it a joke? Could people really be getting killed? Like he's really like uh, mentally disturbed. I say about what's going on. He's like internalizing that shit. Like uh, his coworker, the kid that so far is uh, fucking went missing. He's they yeah. still don't know for sure because it's like, oh, he's a kid. Maybe this is all just a fucking game he's playing with me. Maybe he'll fucking tomorrow will show up or whatever. Uh, very, uh, yeah, they don't know what to think yet, and just it continues to get fucking weirder as we go along. Yeah, the kid that worked with him in the store, the people of the town, they kind of like spread rumors about him, say, oh, like, he's he's just playing a joke on you. Like, you can't trust that kid. He dropped out of college. Like, they, they yeah. use that they use that as like a character flaw. He dropped out of college, so you can't, can't <laughs> trust a word this motherfucker's saying. Exactly. 
And then that scene where he's he, basically he's talking to the the sheriff, and he basically he says something to him like that, and it's like, oh, no, no, there's nothing weird about him ever since his fucking. He basically just drops some exposition dialogue, exposition mm-hmm. dialogue, and it's like, would a cop really? Would you stop to say that to a cop? It's like it don't fucking like they didn't even think about who they're saying it to. They just didn't want to like. They they just wanted to tell us that fucking uh, this is stuff we need to know. We fucking he, his mom. He's taking care of his mom or whatever. Very high T though. Very high T. Very high T. See the movie's uh, formatted this way. First it tells you this is the prologue. Then they tell you this is day one. They say, see look, he's wearing like country club wear there, man. This man is very stylish. Like he's you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, unfortunately, they kind of they kind of dropped the ball in his car. He drives a like I don't even know what kind of car it is. It's so shitty, ugly, green. It's all dented up on the side. But um, every time they show the video store, all I imagine is like how much all that video store memorabilia is worth now on eBay. Because I've tried to get some video. I actually I have I've gotten a few video store memorabilia things, but I like I want those like those little display boxes that they used to sell that were oversized and the mini posters and the little standees you put on the counter. Like that shit is expensive and hard to find. Mm-hmm. Now I actually find like this is one of the few times where I say it really feels like a shot on video. The the scene in the alleyway with the little boy and the dog. Yeah, that that dog. Yeah, they had to pay a lot of money for that dog coach to be there to fucking get that dog to stop right in the right spot. Fucking eat that thing. Yeah. And probably not. Probably not. It was probably just the director's dog. You know what's funny too is watching this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's Cohen right there. Fucking. Uh, you know, isn't it funny? Like you you watched one of these labors of love. You just for some reason you always assume that the fucking main character is the director. I, I don't know why I always do right. that. <laughs> Well, your, your assumption would be right if you watched one of my movies, because I always did that. <laughs> that was always me too, exactly. Yeah. Fucking hell yeah! But but that little video, that alleyway scene, it was really just to show you that the guy Rick um, had ended up dead, because you just see a hand laying in the trash. But I, but I couldn't tell if the little boy even noticed that the hand was laying yeah. in the trash. Yeah, was that just like kind of an establishing shot that this they clashed so. with each other, or was he actually supposed to be seeing it? Because it kind of looked like the dog stops and like smells it or something, and he just turns around and walks away. But then it's like clearly like a mannequin and a fucking plastic bag. But it's like, oh, in the movie, that's his dead body. Okay, fucking. It's not just that somebody threw a mannequin away, because that, that's what I would assume. Isn't it funny, all these posters and these little things hanging from the ceiling? Like, the movie studios would send video stores, like, for free. Now that shit's worth, like, a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's it's fun to look at this. It's like, oh, look at the posters back there. What movies can I see? Here's the recreation of the scene that inspired the movie. Yeah, basically it was like yeah. uh, a mom, like, oh, why is you know why this is rated R? And he's like, oh, I assume because it's violent. I don't remember. I don't know if there's any nudity. She's like, oh, well, if it's violent, uh, th- that's fine for my uh, toddler. He, he changed it to a, a, a very small baby for the movie. But uh, yeah, really. But that's that is how we always thought. Like, or uh, like, I don't know. Were your parents kind of like that, or were you like? I remember like a couple times where my mom and dad they knew like I watched horror movies with killing in it. But then like every once in a while they walk in on a sex scene, and it, 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 it's literally like that meme when it's like fucking the movie when you know no one's home in the movie yeah. whenever your girlfriend walks in or whatever it was literally like that and they'd be like what are you watching and i'm like fucking i just like uh, the movie you rented for me and they're like oh yeah fucking i guess uh i guess so and then they fucking they fucked off but yeah no the, yeah there's i was allowed to see pretty much everything i wanted to because we went to the movies every week 
uh, usually a couple movies, and, um, no, yeah, I was allowed to watch everything I wanted to, and I never really had to watch anything by myself or sneak it or anything, um, just the only thing is, I remember when I was, like, littler in the theater, like, I don't know what, up to, like, what age or whatever, probably, like, six, seven, maybe as far as eight years old, maybe, I remember when nudity come on, and it was, it was really because early on more, it was like me, my mom, and my dad always went to the movies. And then as I got older, my mom didn't want to go. It just always be me and my dad. But I remember when the three of us would go, and I was like young, and some nudity would happen. Like my dad would reach over and cover my eyes just during the nudity part. And then like sometimes I could see through the cracks of his fingers. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah, that dads, that was the, that was the only censorship I had was some hands over the, <laughs> the eyes for oh, a scene yeah. or two. <laughs> That's the censorship that you're supposed to do when you have a kid. Exactly. It's up to the parent, babe. Oh, uh, basically right here, uh, these two characters right here, they're the ones that shoot the homemade snuff films. And uh, you got to know who they are to understand the plot at all of uh, Video Violence 2, which also comes on this DVD from Cambodia Pictures. It's uh, one and two. Yeah, yeah, I I thought about this. Uh, Video Violence 2 came out in 1988. And the great cover for that movie, if you ever see the original yeah, box. The skeleton. Yeah. yeah, fucking it's a nice insert in this uh, DVD. But like fucking that one, in a way, that was kind of fucking that predated. That was a f- technically a found footage movie, wasn't it? it yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was one of the early ones. That predates fucking... Uh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch by uh, probably a full decade. I think Blair Witch came out in 99 or 98. Uh, I think 99, maybe 2000 at the latest. Fucking everybody's jumping on uh, fucking Blair Witch's dick. Fucking this movie originated it. Fucking very shit. But it's, it's technically not. It's found footage, and it's also like them doing a weird variety hour. Like, let's snuff yeah. kill people. It, it, it's like you're watching them run like a snuff TV station kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really interesting idea. I, I I think uh, I haven't seen the second one in a while. I remember liking them both, but I, like the first one, I thought was a better movie. And part two Me was too. fun. Part two was right. fun. I, like as a like I, if you if you would have rented part two back in the day, you would have enjoyed it. But if you're watching them like back to back, you're you're gonna like part one better because it's like more like legit horror movie. Mm-hmm. This move, this part right here, this first like. Uh, torture scene from the the two psycho uh killers with the camera fucking the, the, the this works because like this girl they got looks like just a normal person like clearly if this was like a hollywood movie they would have got like you know fucking gq model and stuff like that to play this part but we're just seeing like yeah. Any other old, uh, any other lady fucking getting just fucking like a beard poured on her, and they're like, oh. come, come, come on, she's very Stacy, let's be honest. She's that. pretty Stacy, <laughs> fucking for this town, definitely. For, for fucking a uh, uh, bootleg for real Mario. life, yeah, yeah, fucking for bootleg Mario, too. Fucking the big Stacy, this is fucking Princess Peach in half. Did you see here. that? You see that Stacy in the scene right before this that returned the videotapes? Like, that girl can't... That was complete 80s fashion. She had the women's blazer on, and she had the big kind of cockatoo parrot hair and shit. Like, she was... Oh, you, know, you, you could tell she got all dressed up, come down to her one big scene in the movie. But, same. yeah, now this is where the movie took me by surprise, Zach, because we, we get some nice nudity here. This lady gets tortured, and, like, for an actor or a person or whoever to do nudity in a shot on video movie with no budget, getting no pay, that's uh, some commitment to acting right there. 
Yeah, what would you think? Like, fucking, uh, like, did they have to do, like, a casting call for, like, the local, like, uh, college? It's like, hey, Strippers anybody wants to be or... in a movie, anything yeah. like that. And then she shows up, and it's just some guy with a video camera. It, like, there's no way you wouldn't think that, like, he's going to set up some weird fucking, like, they're not really, they're going to get me tied up, and then they're going to reveal that, like, oh, yeah, I'm just the fucking victim, and they're going to, like, torture yeah. me in real life or something. That would be that scary, yeah. I think it's just people are dying that much to do it. Because there was a few shot on video ones shot in Cincinnati in the late 90s, I remember. Uh, more like mid, mid-90s, late-90s. Uh, and, like, yeah, they would get women to come do nudity and shit. And it's just like, yeah, you just have to really find the people and be up, right, up front with them. Like, like this is what the part is. You want to be in a movie. But it's like... I don't know, like, I guess if you're really good, like, that lady has some giant, uh, well, I would say giant, but she, she had some, like, really good breasts, so, like, I guess you're just, like, proud enough that you just want to show that, like, if you have, like, a 13-inch hog and some guy's, like, you want to come be in a movie, you're not going to say no, you know what I mean? It's, it's like our boy King Cobra, he's got a fucking, he's got a 7-inch cock with a 2-inch girth, he, he's, exactly. he's proud of what he got, exactly. I'm going to let you know. Exactly. But the one scene of the torture scene, I guess, for, you know, not like everybody has a copy of this movie, so I guess we should be a little more descriptive, was they was torturing a girl tied up in a basement, and she had, had nothing but just a white tank top on, you know, like a wife beater type shirt. They poured mm-hmm. Jack Daniels, then they poured beer, so they were doing a wet t-shirt contest. And the two guys, they're named Howard and Eli, and what's weird is, like, to me, the red-haired guy looks so much like an Eli, and the guy with the mustache looks like a Howard, but it's reversed. The guy with the mustache is, a, is a Eli, another one's Howard, but anyway. But there's a, scene, there's a scene where Eli takes scissors, and he takes the tank top, like, over the girl's nipples, and, like, he grabs the material, and he cuts with the scissors, and, like, that is, like, one of those, like, nails-on-chalkboard type thing, because mm-hmm. I'm always afraid he's going to cut her nipple when, they, when he's doing it. That'd be hard to film that too. You'd have to put a lot of trust in that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. Talking about the in the movie, I'm talking about for real. Like, cause the guy's drinking on camera, everything. He's got these big right. Like right now, he's just still like we cut back to the snuff film. He's still just hacking away on her shirt with the scissors. It's very harrowing, man. Like yeah. sharp ass scissors. The only thing that like uh, it like there's not a lot of things that like you think like watching a, a shot on video movie like there'd be a lot of things taking you out of it. One of the only things I can think of is like if if this was like kind of a, a bigger budget movie, they probably would like this scene like the way she's kind of like leaning with her arm. It's like you can tell she's not like completely like just passed out. You can kind of tell yeah. like she's kind of propped up. It's like stuff like that. It's like oh yeah, like they didn't want to. Want it to be too uncomfortable for the actors and stuff, like stuff yeah. like that was just like you know. There's a shot on the back of the case too. It, it's a screenshot from a scene we'll see later where oh he's carving Eli into her, her chest there. Oh yeah, very Krug like, but like on the it back looks of, real too. It doesn't look like a shitty thing. Like it looks like a real cuts and blood on mm-hmm. her on her breast there. Yeah, they're filming it on the back though. Do you got your copy? Turn yeah, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it right now. That Which shot. Part? That shot where he's like filming it and she's like doing the dirt face. If you look, his finger is covering the. It's right in front of the lens. Like fucking. Oh yeah, I see that. Idiot, fucking idiot. He is a moron. Exactly. Don't he look? Like, don't he look like Brad from uh, Critters though? Kind of. Hell yeah. Yeah, the cameraman. Well, now this is a good scene too. They 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 put the ice pick through her chest. Like they cut up her boobs with the uh, straight razor or whatever it was. And, uh, and, that, like, that's a good effect, too, because it actually looks like the, the ice pick, like, he's pushing it in and pulling it back out of the, her skin. It actually looks real. 
Yeah, he's, they wrote Eli. He's like, oh, we got to dot the eye. Fucking, what are we going to use? Ice pick. And then, yeah, he stabs her in, like, the chest. Very, yeah, very cringe. Very hard to watch. The thought ice, of, ice, baby. Anytime, like, yeah, there's any kind of carving skin, like, or words or anything like that, it's just like, eek. Yuck. Yeah. Here's, here's his wife, though. She's working at the uh, fucking... The, what is that? The the board city hall. Yeah, yeah fucking. And she works he, for the town basically, so she has access to records. So like, on the first tape, they like they the the kid who was from the town he recognized it as um the postmaster general. So they're like, oh yeah, he retired to Florida. We can look him up and contact him. So she's like, yeah, she's like trying to find that guy's uh, contact information. And this this is like the scene more because she was dressed more like casual at the the first scene where they're eating dinner. But this is where you get that she's real stylish too. She got some real Stacy like dressing. You know, you know who she would have been like a good version of is uh, she kind of reminds me of uh, the way they have um, the lady dressed up in the Conjuring playing Lorraine Warren. This this lady could play the good at Lorraine Warren too if they would have made a movie back in the eighties. Oh yes, fucking Lorraine or the fucking the chick from a Bates Motel. Yeah, very Stacy, very Stacy. Almost fifty years old and very Stacy. Exactly. Did you hear that voiceover? I'm sorry. The the number yeah. you're trying. Now I, I noticed this earlier. Is this like a uh, a plot hole? Because basically it's a movie where uh, you know everybody's in on this big cabal like kind of stuff going on, and she's the person that works as like basically the first person that would have to be in on all this shit. Did you notice that? Who is wife or who? Yeah. She's like the, she works for like the, the board of the town. It's like that would, you'd almost think would be like a numero uno person. You got to like fucking get convinced of all that your shady shit going in your town. But she's just like, she has no idea. She just moved there. Like fucking that would that be considered a plot hole or am I just overthinking it? I don't think it's a plot hole and here's why. They're okay. they're still relatively new to the town. I think I think the idea is when they wanted to come here, because cause they're not against people coming in. They're against people uh like they to, to murder, like they murder people who are passing by where they can't prove that yeah. they're really in the town. Basically they be- said they said we can't kill each other. We lose our market because they're making right. these movies. They're, that the town is the market, so we got to kill transient people that just stumble upon our town. Yeah. Yeah. Or if people want to leave, if anybody's like, "Oh, I just want to move somewhere else," they got to kill them because they don't want the secret to get out. So I think it's one of those things like they don't tell you right away when you're new to the town, but like at some point it gets revealed to you. You know what I mean? And like like with with them, they find it out. But I think I think also too like more than just anybody else, like they had a, 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 a you know him and his wife had like a kind of like another layer to their shit. Whereas, like, he comes, he's got the money to open the video store. So it's like, okay, we finally got a video store in this this hick town, you know? And, like, that's why he says, like, oh, you know, business is doing good. And the the guy said there's no TV. So I think they wanted him and his wife to come so he could open the store. But then it's that thing of, like, once he found out the secret, they would either kill him or, you know, it's it's either kind of like if he goes along with it, he could run the video store and rent the tapes out for them. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't want to go along with it, they'll just kill him and take the video store, which is what they end up doing anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the it's like Scientology. They're slowly red pilled yeah. into the fucking the mythology. Like in the, like once you fucking you're so deep in there, then you can't fucking then you can't leave, baby. Very Chad. 
Yeah. And then you notice here, like, she thinks she's calling, like, the postmaster general guy who supposedly moved to Florida somewhere. But but the uh, the other lady she works with actually transferred the call to like a guy just in the office right there. So he's so they're telling you right now he, he's on the phone pretending to be the the guy who got killed, and he's saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm down here in Florida. I'm having a good time. I'm retired and everything." But like so like right now we we like we're being you know halfway through the movie we're finding out how big the conspiracy goes. Like the way they will cover shit up in case you you accidentally start to find out about it. You know what I mean? And they don't want you to. They are fucking red pill. They know how to do it. Yeah. This is how you do it. Fucking I mean, me and uh, all my friends, we we do the same shit. We fucking yeah, with the whole cult of personality. Like we make sure, like fucking, you that you don't put any gods before us, basically. So I, I've been through this. Yeah, like definitely based in compel. Because like the beginning of the movie, like when uh, the guys show up and they kill the guy in the video store, that only happens because the owner guy runs to the cops. If he would have got like maybe getting the tape was a test, like you said, like maybe it was like okay, we're gonna see if he's cool with this shit or not, you know? And mm-hmm. like he immediately ran to the cop, and like the way they set it up, there's like two cops there, like a younger deputy and then uh, Sheriff Foghorn Leghorn. And so, mm-hmm. like, the other deputy could have, like, he could have easily been like, oh, the guys, you know, he called the killers being like, oh, the guy's here, he's going to make trouble, so so go get that tape back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That scene where uh, his wife is in there, though, calling him there, and she's got that uh, done up here. Like, the, when I watched this, getting ready for the commentary, I didn't even pick up that was his wife. I was like, who's this new character they were introducing? <laughs> yeah, because she looks, like, that's what I'm saying, like, because I think her hair is down another one. Like, she looks quite a bit different, and she's dressed up more stylish. She looks a bit different. You just have to kind of be, you know, paying mm-hmm. attention, I guess. You got to be very based and very compelled yeah. watching. So he's getting uh, tape number two now. Yeah. He just got fucking left on his, uh, on his table while he's fucking working. And he watches it, and he's getting ready to see his uh, co-worker from the day before a uh, video of him getting killed in the store. That would be pretty creepy. Very yeah. weird. good good idea for the for the second tape. Fucking to, to me, this is like the good horror hook of the movie is when he sits down and um, and watches the tape of a murder happening in his own video store. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking a very creepy. See, uh, I remember thinking like this one, they could have, like if this was a, a movie with more money and like more kind of professional, they would have had more shots to his reaction watching this instead of just watching the yeah. whole tape and then cutting to him afterwards. Very, like if anything, you don't know, like is he enjoying this? Like he's just fucking like, he got some popcorn there? He's, he's doing the Michael Jackson meme? They, they cut back and he's surprisingly masturbating. Exactly. <laughs> What's, what's that fucking poster behind him? Is that the Jumping Jack Flash? or fucking... No, it's Sally Field movie. Um, oh. I actually have that movie on my DVR right now. I've been meaning to watch it. Oh, you see right there above that guy's head? That's Critters. Critters, baby. Fucking... And To Live and Die in L.A. next to that one. Oh, yes. I miss the day, too, when video stores, like, you can kind of, they don't show it real good, but you can kind of see, like, the different accessories and shit he has. Like, he'll sell you blank tapes. It looks like he'll even sell you a VCR if you want to. 
Oh yes. See, that's the uh, one thing they bring up in this uh, in the movie. They're like, oh yeah, fucking, you know, uh, our, our uh, customers, uh, like eighty percent of uh, people in this town have a VCR. It's like that used to be a thing people talked about. Like fucking, yeah. Uh, back, back in the day, like I remember, like uh, some of the early days of written videos at the video store. Like sometimes, like yeah, uh, back in the older times, they'd let you rent a VCR because it wasn't something everybody had. It was like they were kind of more. Uh, Fucking, uh, you know, uh, an extravagant type of thing. Like, uh, not many people just have, you know, that much money laying around. And so they'd rent them. Very Chad. Yeah, you can rent a VCR. Because I remember, like, when VCRs first came out, they were like six, eight hundred bucks. And my dad always worked uh, overnight. So, like, when he would come home at, like, five, six in the morning, there would be nothing on TV for him. Because that was, like, the days, baby, when, like, the TV stations just, like, I don't know what it was, one o'clock in the morning, they just, like, they played the national anthem, then they went to fuzz. (laughs) So, so we, yeah, we got one early, and um, we had, like, kind of, it was like a precursor to TV, to cable TV. Before my area had cable TV, they had something called On TV. I still got some videotapes that were taped off On TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just basically like a guy came and put a put a special antenna on your roof uh, that only picked up like there. It was kind of like a satellite dish before satellite dish. It was just an antenna, but it could it was like you needed a special antenna to pick up basically the cable TV. And it was like a few channels and like yeah, well, it was like a movie channel. So like my dad would record shit off there, and that way when he came home, you know, in the middle of the night, he had shit to watch. So we we had one probably like really early 80s like literally 80 81 82 ish something around there like when i was real little and then um yeah it was very cheap but i remember a lot of people it was more like mid to late 80s before they had a vcr and the finally the prices went down you know what i mean did, did you see that boomer ass fucking phone he was holding calling the fucking police station right there yeah that boomer ass fucking like I thought that, that thing, was very Chad. That weird rest that they used to have at like schools for like the yeah, it was it was like a hook that you would put on the phone, like it would stick with sticky tape, and then that way you could like put the phone up to your like shoulder, like wedge it in between your shoulder and your ear, it like popped it, it up, yeah. Because for him, it was if he was like looking shit up on the computer and he had the phone, you know, people call up, hey, you got this tape or something, he could have looked up on the computer. Mm-hmm. I was gonna mention though, did your parents ever do the illegal thing? Fucking that. Uh, actually, this never happened in my household. But fucking that. Just for the bit, we're gonna bring up. Did your parents ever do that illegal thing where you rent a VCR and dub uh, videos from the video store? We actually never did that because um, until like because of libelry, you know, uh, fucking <laughs> wink, wink, fucking uh, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like, like honestly, it wasn't till um, we only ever had like the my entire time growing up, um, we only ever had one VCR in the house, and the only time that changed was the late '90s when I got a TV that had a VCR built in, and then that's how I did the tape to tape editing for my cable access show. I would pick up my 20 inch TV. That was and and carry it all the way downstairs, or I would take the VCR upstairs. But a lot of times I, it would just be easier for me to carry the TV downstairs, and I would. Edit. So that was the only time. But I never did like the video to video thing like that. The only exception is uh, I would play like I would do it. I made some music videos where like I I basically made like highlight tapes from different movies, and then I dubbed a song over it. You know what I mean? I did that, but I didn't really like like we we recorded tons of movies off HBO, but we were never like let's get the tapes and hook up multiple VCRs, baby. 
This right here is a good scene. He brings the tape of, of the second killing of his coworker to the uh, the sheriff. He's basically like, oh, I have proof here. And he's fucking like, okay, put it in. He's fucking like uh, acting all, is he pretending or is he like just fucking really boomer about fucking how the VCR works? He puts in the tape, they start playing it, and they're waiting for something to happen. Like, hold on, it'll happen. I queued it up already. And fucking, they, they, and then they realize he hit record. And it's like, oh, fuck, is it, did, was that a mistake or is our boy in on it? Does it go as deep as the fucking uh, the sheriff himself? Yeah, like, and the thing is, is like, he's like, oh, sir, I, you know, I work with these machines for a living. Let, let me, let me do it. Like, how could, how could somebody start recording right in front of you and you not realize? <laughs> <laughs> Just plot convenience. I, I like it too. Whenever they take the tape out, you see that they have that, they did that tree where you put the scotch tape on the, uh, the little hole in the bottom yeah. left. If he didn't want that to happen, he could have just taken that tape off. Fucking if he was. <laughs> Fucking, but the plot convenience, I guess. Fucking, uh, it, it, it wouldn't have done us any good to find out right here that the fucking sheriff's in on it. Cause then we got like a whole other half of the movie where they fucking, uh, uh fucking, uh, our budget's too low to film them fucking leaving town and shit like that. You know, we, we never used it cause we generally, uh, there are a few times a tape, like, especially my dad, he would just record it over the same tape over and over, you know. Because he would just be recording stuff off TV to watch, not really taping it to saving it. So mm-hmm. like, but if you if you got the blank tapes, baby, they came with the tab in there, and then if you wanted to save the tape to where it could never be recorded off, you broke that little tab off, and it would stop mm-hmm. it from being able to be able to record over. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that till like very late in the game. Me too, exactly. It's like you know how many fucking things I could have, because like I used to have so much shit recorded that I like I never wanted to lose. And then I'd yeah. fall asleep with the fucking tape in the VCR when a timer was on or something. Yeah. Fucking very low T. Very low T. And I, I'm actually impressed, though, because you're younger than me. I'm, su- I'm surprised you, uh, impressed that you had this much experience with tapes in general. Exactly. It seems like fucking the, the love of wanting to film, like, be a filmmaker kind of brought people into that. Fucking everybody yeah. that, that can relate to that was like, oh, yeah, I was doing that. I was editing fucking VHS tapes with two VCRs. It was a fucking nightmare. But I remember I watched uh, uh, James Rolfe, the scuffed version of James Golf, who did this movie. Fucking he uh, did a, basically a, a whole thing where he was talking about his early days. And it's like, fucking that, it sounded like my life story, baby. But we never knew each other. Yeah, you know one thing that's kind of weird about this movie, Zach, and I didn't think about it till you know, because when I watched it the other night, I had watched the interview, and I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like I think I knew it at one time that these people were really married, the husband and wife. But it's weird that, like, they, like, considering, like, hey, if you got a husband and wife, like, take advantage of it, you know what I mean? It's like, they never do anything intimate, they never really hug, they never kiss. Like, I think there's one part where she rubs his shoulders, but I would at least have the mar- the real-life married couple just kiss real quick, you know what I mean? Just to kind of establish oh, yeah. that relationship. And, they, yeah, they never, I don't think, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think they ever do. Yeah, I would have been like, can you guys vlog and I'll just film it? Like, well, I would have been like that too, but it just at the very least for the movie's sake, you know, that would have been more after hours. Exactly. Fucking, you gotta you gotta shoot it a certain way so that they can't see the cum spurt when you're in the side jacking off. And we're like, fucking, we just gotta make sure that don't fucking show up on the film. But like, fucking, yeah, I would have been a, like, why not? Like, just fucking, hell yeah, fucking, go for it. Like, there, they, were, 
You guys can make a name for yourself, like a real movie. Go for the whole thing. Method act, baby. Because they're wearing the real red, uh, wedding rings in this movie. Chad. Very Chad. I just finished it, but you know what I was drinking, baby? Since it's July, I was drinking some Mountain Dew SA. Did I tell you about that yet? <laughs> Mountain Dew SA? That's a Mountain thing? Mountain Dew SA. Yeah, it's a thing, baby. It's limited edition. It's got a patriotic can. And it's th- there's three flavors collide in it. Code Red, White Out, and Voltage. It's, it's good. What is more American than that? Did it come with a free gun? Uh, No, it didn't. Fucking I want my money back. You you got to get three cases of it and then cut out the little proof of purchase to send it and get the gun. They don't come in the case or nothing. Exactly, but fucking it does make you big come. Yeah, big come. You get it. It tastes, Mountain Dew SA tastes good, man, and I know I can drink it. Now this, see, I like the way this, where they toast. I like this this shot zooming in on that. That was some uh, good directorial choice there. Exactly. That was very fucking, uh, right before it fades into day three, fucking that, uh, basically, this is the last day, ain't it? So, like, that's the point of no return. So. Fucking, they, they toast to one last moment of fucking uh, just non-chaos happening in their lives, baby, in the side of the things to come. Finally, we get a very Chad uh, vehicle in this movie after seeing the station wagons, the little crappy cars. We get like a pretty uh, cherry, uh, nice um, Jeep Laredo here, baby. Oh, yeah. And this is where we find out that, like, yeah, it goes pretty deep, the conspiracy. Conspiracy, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to get basically two newcomers stopping by, and we see fucking, uh, basically we see, like, an on-duty fucking police officer basically in on it, fucking step inside or in front of a store while they're killing somebody so no one comes in. Very, very crooked everybody in this fucking town. They're just... Fucking killing everybody to make it for the films. Holy shit, I think a Ferrari is parked down the street. That's weird. But, um, yeah, like, uh, even this old lady's in on it. So, to me, that was the old lady being in on it was even more insidious than the cop being in it, to be honest with you. Exactly. Fucking the old hag. Fucking oh. just tr- mistreating you and your trust. No, the killers were sitting in a parked car nearby. And they saw this, this, you know, like they know everybody who lives there. So when a, a new car comes into town, they know it's a potential victim. I thought that was interesting. Like, do those guys, like, do they work a job and then that's what they do on their off days? Or do they just do, like, does the town pay them full time to make the snuff tapes for them? Like, yeah. Like, I almost think you could do a legit prequel to that and explore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking, like, legit logistics. Do they even, like, are they just paid to really sit there and be actors? Or do they actually have to do police shit? Now, I was going to say that when they was driving the Jeep through the town, you saw a little bit more of the town right there. I don't know about you, but, like, I got strong vibes. It reminded me a lot of the little town that was in the beginning of Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the girl who's in the store... Not this girl in the Jeep, but the girl who's in the store, wait till they show you. She looks like that Pamela Springsteen chick from the uh, Sleepaway Camp sequels. Oh, so Pamela Springsteen's it's total Stacy part yeah. tree. That fucking wig dude, though. I wonder what happened to Pamela Springsteen. I don't know, but this girl in the Jeep is very Stacy. Like, 
for this being a shot on video movie, usually when you see them, they get kind of like boring looking everyday people. But they they got a lot of good, attractive uh, women, especially to be in this movie. Exactly. See, there he is, fucking yep. standing in front of the door. And this is probably <laughs> this is no, probably no. the hokiest acting in the movie. These two guys, right? Yeah. Here. But I think it's meant to be comical, don't you? Possibly. Well, like, yeah, it comes off as like. These are like basically uh, just some college kids that got to be in the movie, and they, they basically okay, you're gonna drink this coke and it's drugged, and uh, basically you start throwing up and uh, you, you pass out, and they they give you like a very fucking like basically first attempt at doing that, and then it was like mm-hmm. oh that's it, that's all we can get, that's the only take we need, but it's like they needed to do that at least another once or twice. <laughs> Yeah, they they go to this like little general store slash deli where they make sandwiches too, and the guy's like, "Oh, you got to try my lemonade." So like, he doesn't even like pour it into like to go cups. He gives them like like legit glasses. Like they got to <laughs> chug it before they leave the store. And he just drinks it all in one. Like, yeah. why would you just trust something like that? I know. It's a pretty dank issue of Fangoria. The guy was looking at though. It's got the fly oh, on it. No. <laughs> Yeah, immediately they're like, oh, strict nine, blah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we got them with our big cum drink. Fucking yeah, and cum. then they start throwing up the cum, too. That's kind of... The, the, oh, his, his sunglasses fell on the cum, too. There's are soggy sunglasses now. Now, if, if you was making a, a poison lemonade like that, where you knew it was going to instantly kill somebody, so it didn't really matter what else was in there, like, what else would you put in there? Fucking uh, cum. Big yeah, cum. exactly. I knew you'd say that. Fucking uh, cyanide, fucking battery acid. Mm-hmm. What wouldn't I put in there, basically? Take a shit in there, maybe. And then Get see, this, this is how their shit, their, their whole shtick works. Fucking. There's like a guy hiding in the shop over there. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. Was the that, that, was that a, <laughs> a crew member that was just caught? I don't know. That's weird, because there, like, there's like a, a shop. Oh, he's gone now. There's like a shop garage. And uh, but it works for the story because it could have just been a towns person being like, "Oh, I want to see Howard and Eli kill some people," you know? Yeah. So like, uh, Howard and Eli are in another fucking van. They come out and jump in the other car while the other guys are locked in there, getting killed and kill the other girl. It's just like a big shtick, a big scheme. It's like we're gonna fucking go out and make movies, just kill people, and then give them to the fucking uh, video store for people to rent. Very. Yeah. Very weird town, this one. Well, coming up, too, there's, like, just a, a kind of a filler scene where they, they just show a guy at home watching one of the tapes. Yeah, did you <laughs> recognize him? No, who was that guy? That's Kevin Smith in the alternate reality where he was never fat. Fucking oh. really weird. He just, he had the fucking, uh, this, uh, what was it, the heart attack scare? He had yeah. that way earlier in his life, and he fucking he lost the weight long But you time. know what's weird, though? If you see actual legit high school pictures of Kevin Smith, he actually wasn't fat back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, there's our... Decapitated uh, head. Severed yeah. head. I felt like this scene, because it was like more over the top than the rest of the movie, I felt like this was like a weird homage to Blood Diner or Blood Feast or whatever the fuck. 
Yeah, probably a very over the top kind of scene to put in because it's just like, and then he puts it because you think it's like that's over the top, and then he puts it in his fucking like the pot, like and says soups up or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like he makes a head soup. Like I mean, I'm not criticizing it. It's actually fine for what it is, but it's it's just almost like that to me. That scene feels like somebody else directed it or something. Yeah. That, or maybe that, it was like one of those things after they finished the movie, they're like, oh shit, we didn't have enough killing in it, so we got to do one more thing. You know what I mean? Or we, we want to add some camp to it. Because the movie's very like serious and you know straight toned until like something like that. But it's like, it makes sense. It's like, oh, he probably just said that for the camera. They're making their weird home movies. Yeah. And then they fucking they take this chick out to the woods. What are they doing? Very I actually lucky. forgot about this scene, but yeah, they just roll her body into like the lake, kind of. What are you hiding it from? Not everybody's in on it. Fucking. I, just... Well, they should have just took it to the store because then that guy could have made some more head soup or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, these these like I don't know what you call them, deli guys, butcher guys. They like. I wonder if they were insinuating because later on the guy's wife comes in to buy lunch meat. I wonder if they were insinuating that, um, like the lunch meat at this place was made out of humans. There's the shot where he's got his fucking finger covering the lens. Yeah, well, he is coming. I mean, let's be honest. Exactly. See that? That's a creepy image. Have you ever like worked in the meat department or something? No. I, yeah. I I've, I've gotten meat from places where I watched them slice it like that, but I never did. He's Don't slicing even... a hand like a fucking big cow meat, like in the meat department. And I, yeah, I was I was wanted to work in a meat department because it seems like oh that'd be cool because you don't have fucking customers to deal with. But then mm-hmm. like yeah, I always kind of felt like oh man that would be kind of intimidating working with because it's so easy to kind of get in like uh, you know that mood where you're at work and you're kind of half sleeping, you're sleepwalking through it. And then, like, mm-hmm. you fucking, you, you, you notice your you're finger. doing something s- totally dangerous. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, that'd be scary to have to work around shit like that. Yeah, this, I don't get what this guy's doing, his project outside. He's, like, digging out a foundation or something. It's weird. Uh, this is, uh, this is the, that's the, that he's living in the same house that fucking Kevin Bacon moves into in Stir of Echoes, where he's digging all those holes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's, he's, yeah, basically. <laughs> I like how the guy was outside digging, and he and he had a uh, like just a you know a glass from your house. He had a glass of beer chilling outside. <laughs> well, he picked it up and he like dropped a little piece of it on him. And oh, yeah, like, yeah, put it back down, man. Like, why wouldn't you take the beer bottle or the beer can outside? I mean, it's a town where everybody kills people. Like, but he's if you notice though, I like the set. He's got a very Chad house. Like, it's like a weird wood cabin, even though he lives in the middle of town. Exactly. It's probably the director's house. He just told his buddy to come over, and they're gonna shoot a scene real quick. Like, oh yeah, I just got one more scene, and then the 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 the, the running time is perfect. And the fucking that's a, that's a decent uh, shot effect. Yeah, they're macheting. So th- this guy, we d- we don't know who he is. Like, he doesn't ever fact. He's only in this one scene of this movie. And it's just to show that people watch the tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, it's kind of a filler scene. But it's interesting too because it's like he's kind of like. He's doing that thing where he doesn't have much to play, so he's trying to fill in the... So he's like, oh, let's see what this is. Oh, what's this going to be on it? Oh, what's this right here? Uh-huh. And then he's like, he's like watching the violence. He's like, ha-ha-ha. And then at the end, he turns off. He's like, that was pretty good. <laughs> and it's, yeah, he's he, like in a room by himself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who are you talking to? He says, oh, not too bad. 
Because uh, yeah. I remember thinking like that could yeah. mean that it was bad, like but yeah. it wasn't too bad. Like maybe Does, maybe this is kind of one of the lower tier fucking snuff films he's seen. <laughs> it's one of the B list releases from <laughs> Howard and Eli's basement of of torture. But he looks super excited the whole time he's watching. Yeah, he's very chill, very excited. Yeah, he looks really pretty stoned too. Watching him <laughs> on his ass. <laughs> he does. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, that was some good shit. It, like, I, I wonder if they just didn't have the guts to have the guy to be like, come on, Eli, chop that bitch up. You know what I mean? Like, be really vulgar with it. I would have made it, like, ten times more vulgar. And I would have yeah. like, to me, if I would have directed at the end, the scene would have ended with him unzipping his pants. He's probably the priest at the local church in town, and he was, like, <laughs> dreading the idea that anybody he knows would ever find this movie and see it. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the, we were talking about this. Being, this is a good shot. This tracking shot, following her across the uh, counter there. I thought mm-hmm. this was actually a good shot. Oh yeah, it's got a creepy stalker vibe to it. And then there's just like people in the store like leering at her. It's, this it's is, got a good yeah, tense like, atmosphere. A lot like uh, that scene in Troll Two where he goes in the fucking. They're just selling milk and it's not even being refrigerated. Like, oh, you want some of our milk? And there's a bunch of people standing around. And it's like you just have milk sitting out in room temperature. No, I don't want to yeah. have milk. <laughs> but no and one notices. They don't really show the face, but I think it's a girl that comes up and puts and slips the tape in her purse. Yeah, they just uh, she's at the meat packing plant or the fucking butcher shop. And uh, she's buying something, and they just slip something into her purse, another tape. So they fucking, yeah, don't want her to know, but they want her to see something. Wonder what's on this third tape, fucking, fucking these crazy motherfuckers. Was that the one that slipped it in, in the pink shirt, or was it a different person? Yeah, no, that that is a person. It looks like a guy there, but when it was just the hands, it looked more like a woman. That's weird. I think it is a guy. I think I, I think when you said that, I thought, like, I think they do show it, but then I, I, no, I think the guy that they show has a pink shirt, and... The one that just slipped it into the bag, I think, had a darker like shirt. Maybe I'm wrong. But they had a bracelet or a watch on, and that person in the background has it too. So possible. Can't, can't tell. I think it would be creepier if it was a woman, but then again, maybe that's uh, Stephanie from uh, Johnny Five. Oh Basically. yeah, it could be her. Looks like her. Fucking just a woman with a short haircut. Yeah, you never know. Let's see if the camera gets any closer. Uh, I. Th- as I can't Stacey. tell. As is it Stacy? I think so. I see earrings. I think it is a Stacy. Fucking Stacy. No, it looks like a guy. I can't tell. It looked like a woman that had a face like our boy Edward Furlong. <laughs> Eddie Furlong. Now, I found this interesting because this is like one of the few scenes, if not the only scene, where we get to see the main character. He lets his ponytail down to let his long hair out. You know what? He's kind of got a resemblance to who could have played his character. Hmm. The wheeze. Yeah, I can see that. I, I would see come. That. I would come. The fucking the weasel himself, Polly Shore. Hey, buddy. Oh yeah. You gonna rent some videotapes and munch some grindage? Exactly. He's like, you know, uh, honey, a fucking. Uh, I know you want to find out who this killer is, but like, I just want to like, you know, chill at the pad and like munch on some grindage and uh, yeah. do all do do some sex stuff. Okay. Get a little freaky deaky. Oh. Oh, yeah. She kind of looks like the the fucking uh, 
the lady that's like the witch of the West in the Wizard mm. of Oz before she turns into the witch. She's just, or she's just a regular lady, yeah. Riding the bike, yeah. Oh, Little Zach Productions made this one too. I like, I, I like this outfit she has on in this in this scene though. Even though it just cut away, which is like the red sleeves. Like they had some good wardrobe for a low budget movie. Yeah, basically they 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 uh, that lady or guy or whoever it was in that in the fucking the store we saw. She it's slipped deli. her her copy of their uh, shot on video remake of Martin. And this is mm. that scene where Martin's having that weird dream and shit. Yeah. That's, that's what I take from this. The vampire takes a breath. She like this, this scene that outfit she has on, it's, it's like probably the most Lorraine Warren uh, outfit she wears yet. Oh yeah. Have Stay you, have you seen the new one, baby? Conjuring I 3? did. I watched it on fucking max, uh, HBO max. Yeah. what do you think of that? It was one of those things I kind of agree with what people say. Like, it's probably, like, out of the three main Conjuring movies, it's probably, like, not the best one. Mm-hmm. But it's still, to me, it was still good. It's still better than all the other shit that comes out. Like, I'd rather watch that than, like, Boss Baby or whatever. Yeah, I thought the same thing, baby. There was... Like, it was good. I'll, I'll buy it for five bucks on Black Friday. I don't care. Oh, yeah. There's our boy Martin right there. Rick now, and Martin. This... Yeah. This is the in between time of Menudo and Living La Vida Loca. Mm-hmm. I gotta do a pee. Go do it, baby. I will. I'll be right back. Yeah. So basically, what happens at this point is when the wife was in the uh, deli, um, somebody came up, slipped in the tape. So they're like, "Oh, this is weird." Somebody obviously did this on purpose. So they they put it in thing. It's going to be another homemade stuff film, but it looks like a low budget. Like actual horror horror film, there's a guy dressed like Jack, and it's actually a good good uh, outfit. He's got the makeup on. He's like they did some good makeup. He's got the obvious like you know Halloween plastic teeth, but I mean whatever. And he's um he's uh like you know coming in. And he's got a woman in trance, attractive woman in lingerie. He's taking it off, getting her naked, and then he bites her. So like the husband and wife are watching this and they're like, oh, like this is just like, you know, it's a low budget horror movie, but it's just a regular horror movie. Like, why would somebody want to put this in your purse? You know, it even had titles where the other movies didn't have any titles. It's a very homemade looking titles, I should say. But still, you know, they're like they're thrown off. Like, why did somebody put this in your bag? And then after the vampire bites the lady, um, all of a sudden he, he'll pull out a knife out of his costume and stab her for real. And then it becomes always like, oh, shit, this actually is like a snuff film just they kind of like you know faked this out first um and uh did uh you know like kind of dressed it up like it was a horror movie but it actually turned out to be a snuff film for real life you know so it's it's kind of i thought it was good it was like an interesting take they didn't just get a third repetitive homemade snuff film in eli and howard's basement like this is actually you know a little bit of a uh you know kind of subterfuge here but the guy who plays the vampire, the Count Dracula type, he's actually, uh, you know, fits a, he's kind of an unusual looking guy, kind of tall, thin, he's got a, uh, you know, interesting face. And that guy actually comes back in the sequel, and I, th- I want to say he plays the keyboard player of the band on the Howard and Eli show, oh, when they yeah. get their cable access. See, this 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 tape is the most odd to me, because they yeah. send they send this one to him, and this one has like a more just like, well, they, they talk about like, oh, this isn't like a Hollywood movie, but it's got like a, it's a little more professional. Was this basically just the director's short film that he just, he wanted to release in some way, so he put it in the movie? 
I don't think so, just because both these actors he had in the movie as well. So yeah. it'd be a leap of faith to be like, oh, I got this short film, and and, and I'm going to, on this cheap production, I'm going to bring the same actors back to play, like, you know, whatever. I think it was just a way to, uh, like I was telling the viewers, I think the reason they did this, like this fake horror movie that turns out to still be a snuff movie, I think they just did it to make it interesting and not repetitive to where like you they would just be getting a third homemade basement snuff film they're like let's do yeah. something different you know they do mention that this girl actually wanted to leave cuz she wanted to uh, be an actress so maybe they yeah. that was how they lured her to do this uh basically oh we're making a movie but then they just really killed her well the husband says too i think this is the lady that came in the store with a baby and I couldn't really tell because the first when that lady came in the store, the baby wanted to rent the horror movie. They didn't really show her face that good, but it does kind of look like her. Possible, yeah. And then that this guy actually shows up a little later in the movie. He's, he's still wearing. Basically, he shows up at the end at the video store whenever they're basically it's under the new management, and he just yeah. he has those teeth in just so that we remember. But there's no reason he would be wearing those yeah. in the movie universe. Well, well, he keeps joking with the lady like, "Oh, ho, ho, I'm the vampire, or whatever." But like that guy is so <laughs> distinctive looking, like you would recognize him even without the teeth joke. Exactly. Now I think this is like the most five head part of the movie right here. Is they're like they're like. You know, is this like they're they're kind of confused because I mean they know what they've been watching is snuff films, right, baby? Mm-hmm. But like he's confused. Like she looks like the girl who came in the store, but I'm not really sure. You know, and he's like, maybe it's a real movie. Like like they're basically, and this is what's interesting. I think for maybe younger people or not even younger people, but just even people my age that are just more accustomed to new movies. It's like, oh, pull out the the laptop, the phone. Let's figure this out in two seconds. Like back in the day when you didn't have these online resources, you had to try to figure shit out manually, be a detective, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, they're trying to, they're racking their brains pretty much in this scene. And she's doing her best Lorraine Warren impersonation, but they're investigating here and they're trying to figure out how can we verify if the vampire takes a bride? Is it a legit film or if it's just more of the same snuff bullshit? Which, like, in a way, I guess it doesn't really matter because you already know you're living in a town where people, uh, you know, do snuff films. Only thing I would say is a missed opportunity in this scene, uh, Zach, is, like, this shot right here. There's a creepy shot in the background of some moonlit windows. I wish they would have had somebody hiding in the window back there, like, watching them real quick. Hell yeah. Something subtle to notice. Hell yeah. Yeah, so basically they're like, oh, well, the the wife comes up with the way she's like, she's like, call the the theater in New York used to manage like the projectionist there. He was like a horror movie buff, like he knew everything, right? Ask him if uh, he's heard of the Vampire Takes a Bride. So the husband tries to call and he gets the message saying, oh, all the circuits are busy. Please try back. Which I guess that was like an old timey small town thing, like. The, mm-hmm. the the city's phone system could only handle so many calls at the same time. And I've actually had that happen back in the day. I don't know if it's why, but, you know, you say, oh, you know, please try again, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the wife says, oh, I got that too when I was trying to call somebody. So he's like, oh, I'll try again. This time he gets through. He gets through to um, his old theater, but but no, he, he goes, oh, this is weird. Like, uh, there's a recording now. 
And uh, it says they're playing a special horror double feature tonight with some horror movie and the vampire takes a bride. And they're like, what what are the chances that, you know, this movie we've never heard of, we just found out about it today, is playing at my old theater in New York as well, you know? Yeah, it was was Night of the Living Dead, because that... Is that what it was? Yeah, Yeah. because the fucking, it doesn't cost money to fucking use that title, probably. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, I, I... it might be implying too that like because he he couldn't get through, but then he called through the uh, operator, and it might have just been the operator fucking with him. Yeah. And maybe he never really even got to the fucking New York. Because uh, yeah, I, I doubt they would know this fucking weird snuff movie they made. So like, yeah, it's just the fucking operators and all do now. Fucking well, we know well for sure because they already said. Remember the wife when she tried to call the postmaster, the lady just like transferred the phone line to some other guy. Oh yeah so, yeah. so yeah, so we know for, like we've seen it with our own eyes. We know that any phone call you make in this town is monitored. They'll block it because they were because earlier in the movie too, when he was trying to call his wife and stuff, he like he was trying to talk and he said the phone line was getting fuzzy and they couldn't hear. So like the phone lines are definitely fucked in this town. Mm-hmm. Fin- finally, she uh, she gets legit with it and pulls out her Virginia Slim one hundred. Mm-hmm. She got to blow some. Look how long that cigarette. That's like a fourteen inch cigarette, man. That's crazy. Fucking, that's like at least a foot. Isn't that like a weird thing that like smoking was not only such a thing, but it was such a woman's thing back then that they made special cigarettes for? Could you made it if some guy just as a I, like if I was a smoker in the eighties, just to fuck with people, I would walk around smoking Virginia Slims one hundred. Amazing, hell yeah! I wonder if you can still buy them, fuckers. Like exactly. You know how they're always like, oh, Pepsi will be like, we'll bring back Pepsi Clear for six weeks and gas stations only, and everybody runs to try to get Pepsi Clear for the first time or new Coke or whatever. Imagine mm-hmm. Virginia Slims is like, for for only this summer, this March, uh, for three weeks, we're bringing back Virginia Slim 100s. <laughs> and exactly. everybody run to get. They probably still make them, though. I would doubt, you know, as long as people smoke them. Exactly. Fucking just do it with everything. Like fucking, we're legalizing cocaine just so we can give uh, for a day, just so we can sell the original Coca-Cola fucking recipe. Yeah. Wasn't that was that one of the original things? Yeah. 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 They did that shit. Fucking. Fi- finally, they embrace. He still didn't kiss her, but whatever. Exactly. Day four. This is the last day. This is where yeah, all this the is shit the last is. Day. Man. Like this is pretty much like this whole day of day part four. This is pretty much like the whole climax. Mm-hmm. Just like good sex, fucking the last yeah. 17 minutes is just a, a pure, like, orgasm, just fucking pure euphoria. Just you melting <laughs> into a pool of your own cum for fucking 17 minutes. <laughs> now, you got this car that's got this ding-to-shit uh, driver's side door. Why don't you shoot the car from the other angle where you ain't looking at the fucked-up, dinged-up door? I mean, it's an ugly car anyway, but... He thought it adds to uh, the, our perceived budget. It looks like we fucked up a car just for the character of this movie. Yeah. But it's not that, you know, I just ran into a fucking, uh, you know, one of those fire extinguisher fucking things. And fucking, I forget what they call Fire extinguisher. <laughs> They're open daily. was 11 to 6 something. Or no, 11 to 8. And then Saturdays, 10 to 6.30. Oh, yeah. Those signs were fucking, uh, they were, uh, like, uh, there's something nostalgic about that, those signs. Like, because yeah. uh, usually it's like, oh, yeah, it slides over, and then you got shit you can read. Was it like, a lot of the times it was just like, oh, we had that lame fucking light when it's not on, we're closed. It's like, that's yeah. no fun. How do I know you are open and the fucking uh, the light just went out? 
Exactly. Maybe. Then you got to put a sheet out outside that says, I'm sure you were open. Mm-hmm. Now, this was interesting, too. Like, we never seen the wife smoke in the whole movie until the last scene. And then the next day, she goes to work with him. She calls out sick of her job. She she goes into work with him to look through the files. They're going to... I really didn't even understand what she was looking for, but they're looking for more evidence. And she goes into the video store and immediately lights up a cigarette. Like, customers are coming in. She's just blowing smoke right in their face. Like... <laughs> Didn't that seem like an odd choice to have her smoking? It's like, very weird to see now, but back in the 80s, that would not have been weird. Like, uh, back in the 90s, I wouldn't have been oh, look who it is. The wheeze. Oh. Fucking, yeah. uh, we all know what becomes of this character, but right now, basically they're setting up like, oh, she's new in town too, and she's noticing everything's weird also. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah, they're <laughs> saying she visits her uncle and aunt every summer, so... Look at the, the look at the poster behind her there. Fucking uh, April Fool's Day is April Fool's Day out. They had Runaway Train featured prominently in the front window. Do you remember that movie at all? I don't. Yeah, it's one of the first movies that our boy Danny Trejo was in. That was his first big. They hired him on as a boxing consultant for Eric Roberts, and then they liked him so much they put him in the movie. It's actually about some. Uh, I think John Voight, Eric Roberts, Danny Trejo. It's about some convict guys who uh, literally uh, kind of commandeer and take over a train trying to use it to escape it's like one of those movies that's not remembered at all but like it was like one of those ones for like a very brief time even though it wasn't like a big theatrical hit it was always on video it was always on cable like all the fucking time Mm -hmm. see that that guy came in he just rented a porno tape remember that back in the video stores they had a porn section yeah he came in rented a porno tape right in front of this lady and right in front of the guy's wife, too, who's smoking. Like, this is very 80s, written porn and smoking cigarettes in it. Right in front of the chicks, very yeah. Chad. Big very concrete good. cock on him. <laughs> I mean, what else could be more Chad, in all honesty? Exactly. Fucking, you know, he's just, he's just fucking, he's working on that. He's making currently that new batch of coom to just fucking disperse all over the place. Big coomer. Big coom. Don't think about it. So, what's interesting about this character comes this new female character. I can't remember if they have her name or not, give her name or not. But she, um, she, uh, she reminds me of, like, weirdly of a victim in a Friday the 13th movie. She's got, like, the pink sweater, you know, showing how busty she is. She's got the mm-hmm. bandana tied around her neck, whatever you call that. But and then, then she rides, like, a 10-speed bike. <laughs> From the neck up, she also has fucking the Miss Voorhees haircut. Maybe this is Miss yeah. Voorhees. This is the prequel, baby. This is like, this is the summer she was going to the fucking camp before Jason drowned. Fucking, we didn't know she had this side gig where she was fucking, you know, owning, selling, fucking, fucking making, fucking, uh, you know, snuff films. Exactly. I forgot to mention too. She has the Walkman earphones around her neck. So I mean, this is just so eighties right there with this character. Mm-hmm. Oh, a boom mic was up by the fan. They had a boom mic for this movie? That's so cute. I saw it. it they were trying to blend it in with the... There's a ceiling fan in the store, and it was, like, laying, like, next to the fan blades. But they then had, it, start, it started they, bubbling and bobbling. They had a boom mic, but the audio was still this bad. But you yeah. would just expect it's the fucking built-in uh, audio mic on the camcorder, but no. The shotgun mic, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Now, this is where we realize Howard and Eli, they jacked that sweet Jeep Laredo, right? Yup. They're fucking, they're getting ready to kidnap the girl, the fucking Stacy that was just in there. 
and then they're gonna follow him, follow her to her fucking basically try to help her, and the little do they know this is all set up, and she's like kind of the mastermind and fucking chasing them to their demise. That's that scene. That seat was interesting when it raised up. There was still like a, a slanted platform there. Like the seat didn't like it just went all the way forward. It didn't like scoot up, and it was like a block underneath it. it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. So going yeah. back to the video store itself, it was one of those ones where they have the tapes hidden behind the counter. Did you ever go to a video store that was like that, Zach? Yeah, like uh, uh my earliest video store uh, had was like that, like fucking. Yeah. And like you take the uh, like a, uh, I remember that one. They had like a laminate over the box, and then they had like oh. a little card that you took out because they had multiple copies. So the amount of cards was how many copies. You didn't take right. the, uh, you didn't take the little artwork out there. You just took the card, and then yeah, they gave you like a, a brown uh, fucking uh, case that had the movie in it. Always take a brown off. case, every yeah. store, right? The yeah. older ones, yeah. Yeah, like, like most of them had a card. I had ones where, like, th- this one, there's actually a couple where they put, like, little tags, like, little, they're, like, pogs that, like, had just the number written on it. Mm-hmm. You would take the little pog up. And it was funny, too, because I worked in a video store. I worked in, like, a big corporate store. I worked in a Hollywood video. And we would do the thing where we put the actual tapes on the, um, like, on the shelf, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, the, the the DVDs were, like, in a case that locked. Like, you had to take a lock off to get the DVD out. But the VCR, the videotapes, it didn't matter. They were just, like, in these, like, squeeze cases. So if somebody wanted to just take it out of the case, they could just, or just steal the whole VC, you know, videotape, they could have. But nobody, mm-hmm. like, we had we, we had uh, thefts of uh, some DVDs, but by that point, nobody wanted to steal the videotapes. But I remember people would bring the display box up going, here, I want to rent this. And I'm like, well, if the display box was all there was, that means the movie's out. And they'd be like, what? Why was the box there then? It's like, we can't keep fucking 6,000 empty boxes behind the counter and then restock them every time the movie comes back in. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, we just talked over one of the most high-octane car chase scenes in film history, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) The slow follow. (laughs) Amazing. High octane. The highest. Well, what's, what's weird too is like when they get there, like he confronts the killers kind of half ass. He kind of gets out of the car, him and his wife, and they look at them. And uh, the the one guy, Howard, the video, the guy who normally runs the video camera, he's got a, like a pocket knife, and he's like, "This doesn't concern you." Blah, yeah, and runs I think that's the only. Uh, was that an overdub? An audio? It overdub? sounded like it. Yeah. That's what I know. Like it sounded very like it stuck out. It didn't even sound like the same director or the actor. Actor, almost. no. He probably wasn't there, and the and the director was in the studio. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta loop this in." Yeah, which is weird because it's like, "Oh, this is the line that I think is a little too muffled to understand." I'm gonna redo this one, like all no, the this, ones he's not doing. I wonder how bad that one was. This is the scene with them standing on top of the stairs and going down the basement that has the really bad tracking lines. Yeah, the original master take. Uh, tape of this uh, has like a tracking issue like fucking the tape is a little eaten up on the top there yeah so it's just part of the film forever fucking they can never clean yeah. that up because you can't even do like like if it was, if the lines are at the bottom they could maybe like crop it a little bit to crop it out but it's at the top where their faces are so mm-hmm. it's, it's like and then it's jarring when it cuts away and then it's gone because it's yeah. like oh it was only on that one take because it doesn't continue take. into the next shot and this is the only part where I would say it's like legit shot, shot on shittio because they're going into this dark basement, 
And for like video VHS tape filming, like yeah, if you don't have enough light, it gets all grainy and blurry, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So th- this is where we find out that the girl that Howard and Eli kidnapped the customer at the store that th- that they thought was an ally because she was like, yeah, I-, I noticed these people are really weird in this town too. You know, they always want to watch these these uh, homemade fake horror movies or whatever they are. Well, they kidnapped her, and that was just a, a cunning ruse attempt, as Randall Graves would say, to get them to walk down into this basement. Because she's actually kind of like the ringleader of the town, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Which brings me to uh, a point I was going to make. I forgot. Nimrod Antle. Did that motherfucker yes. rip off the idea of vacancy from video violence? Yes. He might have. Because my, my fiance was watching uh, Vacancy the other day. It was ironic. And she was just like, oh, like, you know, like, because she just leaves movies on on the movie channel while she's like playing her game on the computer. She's like, oh, that movie's so scary and the videotapes of the people getting killed. And then I was talking a couple of days after I watched Video Violence again. I was explaining to her, I was like, yeah, like it's shot on video. So most people would just like, you know, discount it or, you know, not take it seriously. I was like, but it's got a great plot. And I was telling her what it was about. And she was like, oh, that sounds like Vacancy. I'm like, exactly. Fucking Nimrod Antel. Fucking Nimrod. He told us from the beginning he was a Nimrod. He didn't have his own ideas. He had to steal from this fucking movie. Well, another thing that's funny, too, is when they go down the basement and the lady starts giving them the spiel, she's like, you guys, this is the best dialogue. She's like, you guys are from New York, right? So you know all about people making their homemade pornos and trading them around. I'm like, was that ever a thing? Do people do that? (laughs) Especially in New York, do they trade homemade pornos? Probably like, actually, yeah, like here, here's a tape of me and my wife fucking. You're like, okay, I'll watch you and your wife fucked. <laughs> well, she's she's probably referring to the big porno boom, but they weren't trading. Yeah. They were they were fucking filming them, making money and selling. Exactly, them. Yeah. just trading them for free. Exactly. So this lady kind of does a, a big speech here that kind of lays everything out that, that you know. It this is, is what it, they've been doing. It's basically like, oh yeah, they had their big porno boom. We're, we're, we want the big video violence boom. We want fucking yeah. uh, to sell all these snuff films uh, in house and stuff. This lady, like, I don't have anything bad to say about her, but it's just odd that, like, from the point she comes into the movie, like, she kind of becomes the star of the movie all of a sudden. Yeah, in a way, like, she's probably the most over the top kind of character. Yeah. Like, she has the most dialogue. She's like got the most coverage. No, this I, this was this was an interesting fact. The slow mo effect, Zach. Did you notice this? <laughs> I did. It goes on a little too long. <laughs> it, it's like they just slowed the videotape, so everybody's laughing. But it's like we we only needed that so far, but now it cuts back and it continues even longer. <laughs> I, I I felt like they could have done something a little bit better. Like I understand you probably don't want to do a lot of physical action. You don't want people to get hurt. But they could have done, like, some quick glimpses of the people. Because, like, the husband and wife, they don't even try to get away. Like, Howard's just standing in front of the doorway so they can't escape. They don't even try to get past him. They mm-hmm. just apparently, you know, the film kind of cuts the black here, fades the black. But, like, we're like well, I guess they grab him. But, like, still, even then, they're not fighting for their lives very much. You know what I mean? Well, they fucking, they realize they're they're totally red pill now. They don't want to survive yeah. in a world that, uh, like this. They, they've, they've completely lost all hope. Fucking basically, they're black pilled. They're based in black pill. No, they're they've taken the black pill. They're incels, if you will. They've accepted yeah, the fate. They don't even beg for their life. Like, oh, we won't tell. Just let us run the video store for you. Like, they don't even, like they don't think of anything. They're just like, okay, we'll get them. Now here's day day five, the epilogue. 
I was wrong again. I was wrong twice in this fucking commentary. Fucking, you were based uh, fuck in Coco. Me. Fuck me. I do. I do like the name of the uh, video store, though, don't you? The Video Studio. <laughs> Not generic at all, exactly. Fucking Video Studio, new management, and now look, she's got fucking, she, she's just got a bunch of white fucking pages, basically for the, uh, the covers. <laughs> They're styrofoam. <laughs> okay. Those They're the, styrofoam bricks. <laughs> yeah, those are the covers for the movie, and they just put the name of the victim and then the the birth and death date, basically, like a little tombstone, and they just rent them out. Well, there's some of them, not the ones on the main counter, but some that they show later that say, like, strangulation or hammer or whatever on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, this lady really came over the show. Like, she all of a sudden, she's got this, like, really kind of, like, cheesy, like, sweet, calling everybody hun and all this stuff. Like, Mm-hmm. Here's here's the vampire he's renting, and they they got special t-shirts too that say I'm a lifer at the video studio because they have a sign you have to be a lifer to rent because they won't just let anybody. Now what if somebody did come in and was like, oh I just want to rent a video, I'm just in town for you know the weekend or something, like aren't they going to catch on with all this lifer shit like all over the store? Yeah. Oh, well, what is this? Some weird segregation shit? You fucking, there's some yeah. movies we're not allowed to watch. Like they would immediately know it's either sex or fucking something, uh, something <laughs> <Insidious>. like, yeah. <laughs> they're, either, they're either showing each other their sex films to each other. Like what the fuck? Or it's something like really crazy. Yeah. Now, now, here's the scene where where she, where she keeps telling the customers, like, after they run their videos, stick around. We got a big preview coming on on the TV over there. You know what I mean? And she's all laughing like it's so fun. And it's just, like, those shitty, like, blurry titles you can't even really read what Come it says. soon. It's basically, yeah. like, yeah, it's basically, they're just, there is a little sneak peek at uh, their new tape coming out. And it's uh, yeah. the, the remains of our uh, stars of the movie. And uh, I think, yeah, I think they should have, like, uh, it shows one still frame right here of them dead. Uh, like, uh, while the credits were going, I probably would have, like, tried to get some more shots to kind of cut to as it's Which, by out. the way, they show, yeah, they show the husband and wife dead. Do you realize they're naked now? Are they? Okay, you, yeah. You look at him, his shirt is off. You can see her shoulder. She doesn't have any shirt or bra on. Mm. Yeah. See, what if they, like, made them have sex, the dead bodies have sex like they were, like, toys? Fucking yeah. that's the that's their video, like, fucking, oh, he's he's walking around with this big body. He's like, hey, honey. Oh, fucking, they're trying to make movies like that. That'd be weird to watch. Well, it's weird, too, because they don't even put, like, the stars of the movie first in the credits. It's, like, it's hard to figure out who stars in the movie. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, they're, like, they're buried in the thing. See, is this an order of appearance or an order of importance? I think appearance. I don't know. Wouldn't that be funny if the credit said in order of importance? Like, <laughs> how would you get away with doing that? All your cast is going to fucking hate you as soon as they see the movie now. I always thought it was weird that people did in appearance, order and appearance. I always thought that was strange. Yeah. Like it makes sense, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking, to me, that makes more, more sense than alphabetical order. It's yeah. like you kind of expect, or just like, it's like you expect the star to be at the very top usually, yeah. and it's weird. Like I, it makes sense too to like put the main characters first. I would say. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun movie. I think it holds up, and it it has yeah. a, a charm to it. I really like it to the point that I made Phil D's watch it with me again. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah, it was one of those things. Like I just rented the movie from. Um, 
uh, Netflix, and I watched both of them, and then, like, as soon as I sent the DVD back, you know, I just looked it up and ordered a copy from, I think, actually, from Best Buy. Mm -hmm. But, uh... I don't know if this movie's still in print. Did you hear, baby, about the special edition? Oh, look, there's little Zach. There he is. He's got, like, Vulcan ears, little Zach does. He does. What the fuck? That hideous <laughs> shot of a fucking kid. He gives Zach a bad name. He does. But, yeah, the director, he, he like, they like they were showing, once the DVD came out, people were started showing this movie theatrically, and he was watching it with the audience. He was like, oh, you know, I had to rush the uh, editing or whatever. Mm-hmm. so some things i didn't get to edit the the way i wanted to baby so he w- went in and they made a special it was like him and like lunch meat video or whatever it is they made a special edition where apparently he edited both movies together into one movie mm-hmm. but and it was a special edition and they sold like uh cards like it was a whole package and i can't remember exactly how many they made it wasn't many i think a hundred or less or something but uh, they sold cards that were like from the video studio, and the the shirt that those guys were saying wearing at the end, the yellow shirt, they it came with that T-shirt. I would like to see that, but yeah, it was only on that very limited uh, VHS release. But I wonder how that would play. Like, would you have to like uh, make part two kind of like come in in little segments throughout, like stretch yeah. the first movie out further and just make it like so part two is kind of happening in between in these little segment sections. Yeah. Well. I'm blanking on the the name because they made like three movies in a row pretty much like over the course of two or three years. They made Video Violence and then they made this other movie they made which was another serious horror movie and then they made Video Violence 2 and he said like the movie they made in the middle was so serious that's why they wanted to do so much comedy in Video Violence 2. But like mm-hmm. I think it would be jarring if you edited it together because there's, there's not too much humor in Video Violence and Video Violence 2 is like pretty much all humor I think. Yeah. Guess what this movie has on IMDb, the average? Probably like a three. It's actually higher than that. It's a three point uh, or five point three out of ten. I, fucking yeah, yeah. Fucking, that, that's oh. that's somehow a little low. Yeah, it's a little low. The story deserves better than that, I think. And then like yeah. you know, it's mostly down because like people probably are not even yeah. realizing this was shot on video. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I would rent this. I think this movie would have been right for me. Like, when I watch it, I'm just like, oh, man, if the guy could have had, like, a 16 millimeter and shot it like Kevin Smith did with Clerks or something, I think I think the movie would be, like, a legit, like, more of a cult classic. Like, it's kind of more of a classic now just because it's shot on video, like, the novelty of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the guy had, like, film equipment and a little bit better budget just to do it on film, I think the movie would have, you know been even better i mean the movie's good now like i would i don't it's hard to rate it because personally me like going into it like if you know they shot on a video i wouldn't really take points away from that you know what i mean like it's it's like okay like you know you're gonna watch a video movie if you don't like that aspect of it just don't watch it but Mm -hmm. for me personally just like my own entertainment value like this is like a really good cult film to me i would probably rate it a, a seven out of ten like me too, you know, exactly, yeah. At least uh, a seven. Like, the only thing that I would have, like, done differently is maybe, um, you know, cut out, like, some of the, like, the filler kills. Because I don't even think you really needed that many kills in it, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. like the part where they killed the people at the deli. And, like, I don't even think you really needed that. I would have kind of trimmed that part out of it and just put in more of the, the character shit. Because I'm like, they had good actors. 
um, for the husband and wife. You know, like they could have done more scenes with them. Yeah, I do like that campy scene, but it didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. It just it it was it wasn't like a bad scene in a movie onto itself, but it didn't really feel like it really like fit this movie that much. If you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun it, though. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I I wouldn't say anything, but I would recommend it to anybody who's like, you know, especially people that are like, you know, some people are more open to independent filmmaking uh, than others. You know, it's like I think if you don't mm. mind independent films at all, I think you should watch it. I sure. do get like weird, oddly nostalgic, like for like this movie and then like Camp Blood one and two, even though like Camp Blood one and two is very very uh, fucking cheesy, basically like a rip off of a. Uh, of a uh, Friday the 13th, but like with a clown mask killer, but very fucking just so dumb and fun to watch. Like I got a DVD of like, uh, both those. And then like the, a third one, that's like a little bit higher. Like, yeah, those first two, like I rented a lot from like, it was like family video opened mm-hmm. up in like, uh, like early 2003. And I remember they had like fucking those two on VHS and I rented them a lot. That 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 family video you used to go to, did it make it till recently when they shut them all down, or did it close years ago? It made it basically. They shut ours down, and then like three months later, the whole thing was going down. Like so, yeah. it it was one of those. La- it, they might have shut down early, knowing that it was going to happen, yeah. but we didn't know about it yet. Yeah. Yeah, from for my understanding, what happened with Family Video was because, for people who don't know, people are like, well, how did Family Video, like, there's always these articles, like, how did Family Video survive and Blockbuster didn't? Basically, Family Video, in a way, like, it's not really a scheme, it's just a business plan, but th- pretty much what they would do is they actually would buy the land, and then they could afford to keep a video store going because they weren't paying high rent because they owned the land. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think they were doing gangbusters, like, from what they were saying, like, yeah, you know, business has been declining the last couple of years, but like they were able to keep most of them open because they weren't paying rent anywhere. And, uh, they would always rent out the space next to them to somebody else. But pretty much what really killed their business was when Hollywood took a shit during the pandemic and wasn't releasing new movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I did watch that, uh, new, uh, documentary, the last blockbuster. Did you watch that? I did watch that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was too. Yeah. That was another thing too when that documentary people came out were like, "Yeah, you know, you know what people, you know what you stupid fuckers who are nostalgic for Blockbuster. Blockbuster was the worst. They had the most lazy." I was just like, "Listen, motherfucker. When I had a choice of where to rent videos, I didn't go to Blockbuster. I didn't. It, it like I went there for a few years and then some other stores opened, I abandoned Blockbuster. That's okay. That's fine." Mm-hmm. But when it got down to where nobody was left in Blockbuster, like where I live now, when I came here, like the only store that was so, so I did go to Blockbuster for like a year when I moved here until they closed down. It was yeah. better than nothing, motherfucker. Shut your mouth, you I, dirty yeah, cocksuckers. Yeah. There was a, I actually didn't have a Blockbuster in my hometown. There was one yeah. like kind of like 40 minutes away. So I did, I bought movies from there like once yeah. or twice. But I liked the documentary more as like just like about video stores in general. Yeah, about video stores and, and video stores and the way they are in your town and stuff. You know what I, I mean? Wanna, yeah, they did kind of like gloss over uh, Lloyd Kaufman and kind of like, oh, he's a bitter old man. But like yeah. he, he kind of had a real he had a, a pretty good reason to not like blockbuster they did blacklist his movies yeah. like yeah i get i get it fucking he, he seemed like a the sourpuss there yeah 
But but you know, any place where you could like as a film distributor, any place you could sell films, whether it be the mom and pop shops, the big stores, you know, the the DVD kiosks that they have now, like Redbox, like that's people don't understand. They're like, oh, I don't like that place. I'm glad it went out of business. It's like okay, like you might not have liked this particular video store. Fine, don't go there. Don't 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 give them your money. But if they're open, that means they're buying movies, and that's good for the movie business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially video stores, because it's like your movie, your local movie theater. Yeah, they're gonna just show whatever cuck bullshit that Hollywood's gonna spit out. But a video store is gonna buy all the the obscure cheap movies just to fill the shelves. So it's like people mm-hmm. who hate on video stores. It's like okay, I get it, you didn't like it, but to sit here and be like, "Oh, you dumb motherfuckers," you actually, you know, you're sitting here so nostalgic for a video store. It's like, I don't know. To me, to me, that's pretty short sighted. You know. I get being like, oh, yeah, I'm not super nostalgic for it, but I, I like the convenience now, but, like, fucking turning on it completely. Like, fuck it, I hate it now. Like, that's yeah. weird. I used to go to the video store and basically do what I do digitally on Netflix now and just make, like, an hour out of fucking walking around looking for something and then yep. still just leave not getting anything because <laughs> like, you couldn't decide what you wanted to watch. Yeah, when I worked at the video store, and granted, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a fairly large video store. But, like, people would come in all the time and just look for, you know... I was never the person, in all honesty, to go, like, an hour. But I would go 20 minutes looking around. But there's some people, especially people on dates, younger people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they would walk around and look for a movie for an hour and then pick something out, you know? Sometimes it was just fun to go there after school yeah. with a with a buddy and just talk about movies as you're walking down. And fucking, it's just like, yeah, this is a way to pass the time, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, that's the whole reason why I worked at a video store was I wanted that. I didn't necessarily know that they were going to go away in a couple of years, but I'm glad I got to do it um, mm-hmm. just because. And I was happy working at a video store just because um, uh, you just got to be around movies all the time. And, it, and like, I didn't really have the like the Quentin Tarantino experience where I got to like, you know, talk to customers all day about movies and shit. But I used to like just like restocking the shelves, emptying out the dump bin checking the movies in you know just looking at the covers like like you just if you love movies and i do like just being around them and so and like that's another thing when people are like oh fuck your dirty shitty physical media i'm streaming everything now i'm so high and mighty i'm streaming i was just like in a world where there's no like physical movie product whether it be a poster a t-shirt a keychain a videotape whatever when there's no physical like movie product and i'm not even saying like you have to like buy it or collect it or whatever but i mean just the fact when it doesn't exist i'm sorry but the world of streaming is fucking boring it's boring as fuck like exactly they don't have everything and then fucking, yeah. uh, what's gonna have like are we one day gonna have the like basically the covid equivalent to the digital realm or fucking the internet's yeah. just off for like fucking a year and people well, fucking go crazy because they can't watch any fucking physical shit that'd be dawn i think it's funny ones. I think it's funny that people think that the digital shit is the ultimate destination. This is where it's going to ride forever. It's like nobody ever thought network TV would take a big shit either the way it has. So, like, if you think you're streaming dog shit, because most of these companies are losing money. I mean, I don't think that's, like, a secret. Eventually, fuckers are going to get out of this, and then there, then then you won't have access to hardly anything other than if you just want to, like, rent it one-on-one. You know what I mean? It's like... It's not yeah. that cool, man. I mean, it's fine. I use it every day. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, to, if, if the choice to me is to fire up the Paramount Plus and watch the the latest Mark Wahlberg fucking epic 
or fucking just turn on YouTube and watch my boy the King Cobes making wands in his living room. I'm going to be watching King Cobra JFS. Exactly. You got to make it a Cobra night every night. Before we log off, man, I got to say, our, you know, we, we got the show is the, pretty much the podcast is dedicated to our boy Joe Berlinger now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got some competition going on, baby. Uh, have you seen anything on Epics about the uh, the new docuseries Fall River? I haven't. I, I watched. It's a four part docuseries. Uh, I watched the first three episodes so far. It's about you know uh, what was branded as some satanic killings in the woods, man. And it is produced by Blumhouse. Blumhouse is coming for our boy Berlinger's market. Do they make a good fucking true crime documentary? It's pretty good. It's it's Aww. pretty good. Like like the first episode is all about the satanic shit and then as it goes on you start to realize it's it was more of a case of satanic panic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it but but overall it's good, man. Like I I don't know. It, it like it's not nearly as good as Paradise Lost, I don't think. But uh I think it uh I think it blows away the Ted Bundy tapes. What's that called? It's called Fall River. Dog. Yeah. I just got Epics back like a week ago. I started watching that. When that's over, I'm going to watch our girl Saint Maud on there. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I know. And you, like you hit. Like I knew. Like when I lost Epics a couple months ago, like like it was just coming on. I, th- I think like when I lost it, it had been on like a week, and like I was like, oh, this. You know, I kind of want to watch this, whatever. But I didn't get around to it. And then you told me about it. I was like, oh shit, I just lost Epics. But uh, uh, yeah, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime too. From, oh from really? Her. I know it's made by A24. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime Amazon Prime tends to get their movies the earliest. They must have a deal or something. Yeah. Yeah, but our boy Berlinger. And I I also kind of got like back way access because like I subscribed to um I I bought like a um well didn't buy, but I subscribed to like a movie pack through my satellite provider. And it like um give you access to the apps too so i've been watching the epics app and i got access to the stars app through that too and uh once i finish fall river 2 i'm gonna watch our boy berlinger his new thing confronting a serial killer on stars yeah i saw he had another one fucking these and they're doing he's, it over skype <laughs> yeah he's our boy berlinger man he don't rest he, if there's a if there a crime or a satanic uh link to something or just a serial killer he will produce content on it feature films documentaries and and he goes you know he's not like these guys like uh oh i signed a netflix deal let me do 40 things in a row for netflix he's jumping around baby he's got his you know if, there, if there's a uh, that's why I'm, so, I'm shocked he had nothing to do with fall river because like Usually, if there's something to do about a crime case, our boy Joe Berlinger is involved in it heavily. Mm-hmm. The Chad. He's the Chad. He is the Chad. He is. Got to watch all the Berlinger stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's it. Um, I think if people want to hear something good, they should be listening to the Mac and Zach Save the World. I actually helped Mac and Zach Save the World, didn't I? You did. Fucking, uh, we are like a fucking Mac. He was flying around fucking holding the very... He was fucking supermaning around, fucking holding the entire world, and fucking he almost dropped it. And our boy came and saved the fucking day. Fucking picked it up right before it hit that fucking uh, that, that big fucking you know uh, concrete slab in the sky and just crashed into a biggity bam thousand pieces. Fucking saved it every every inch of it, baby. It did. Yeah, that episode will be out, I'm sure, by the time this comes out. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like you get you get to hear me drop in for half a commentary. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking, you were uh, basically you left in the last fourteen minutes. Yeah, so it, it, it was it was, it was coming down the home stretch. Yeah, yeah, about three fourths. Talking about our, we did one for our boy Tom Atkins uh, for Night of the Creeps. Exactly. We fucking the creeps came and they saw and they kicked butt. They did the night of the creeps and they fucking it is coming out soon, baby. When uh when they filmed that movie, cause Zach and everybody knows that Tom Atkins has a very strong sexual pres- presence. Uh, that was uh, established very firmly in uh, the very romantic film Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Do you think he was um, you know, hooking up with all the sorority girls at the head in the movie? Fucking me and Mac, we were on the set, and uh, yes, fucking the, that we, we wrote that into his contract. He had to have sex with every woman in the movie. Exactly, and then for BTM, I haven't heard it yet. I saw the poster and I was blown away by the artwork. But BTM, you guys, uh, you uncovered the commentary for um, Chairman of the Board Two, man. Chairman of the Board Two, aka Street Fighter movie, fucking the, because we got our boy Carrot Top plays the fucking green guy that mm. gets hit with all the chemicals and his, his hair turns orange and fucking basically, yeah, fucking, uh, I made some throwaway joke about Chairman of the Board and that became the thumbnail and now everybody Amazing. who's fucking who's clicking on it is like, what the fuck is Chairman of the Board? What is Street Fighter? What the <laughs> Chairman <laughs> of the Board Two, <laughs> exactly, completely it, it, confusing. It, it, is that why uh, Carrot Top is so jacked now? He had to get in shape for that movie, and he just never lost the muscles. Exactly, he was a fucking. He was in the into the role that deep. He, fucking some people get fat for the role. Fucking Jared Leto did that. Fucking our boy Carrot Top, he did it. Talk about being based and cum pilled. He sat in a fucking room and watched nothing but horrible atrocities being committed, and it fucking it <laughs> pumped him up like that, turned his skin green. Amazing, amazing. So there's plenty out there for you guys to listen to to, you know, get you through the summer. Um, as always, guys, I want to thank you. And, uh, oh, one last thing. I should have said this earlier. I don't know if people hang in until the very end on these things. But I just want to say one thing to our listeners, baby, is you know how we do that YouTube repost? It's just like an automatic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show will eventually end up on YouTube. Um, uh, that's usually where I get the comments and I interact with the listeners, very Chad listeners we have. Um, if you guys ever post a comment and I don't reply, it's probably because it didn't fully post. Like if I ever see a comment from you guys, I always at least like it. And I 99.9% of the time I do some kind of reply. If I don't reply, there's like this weird middle board with YouTube where I see comments that you guys made, but YouTube removed them. So yeah, I, so you know what I'm talking about, Zach. So YouTube like, that does this thing, like yeah, sometimes they'll mix fucking comments just because one word or phrase uh, triggered the algorithm thing, and they'll just get yeah. rid of them for some reason. And so, sometimes they go to like a separate page where you gotta they're held for review. And are they? That, yeah, and you gotta, gotta find, find that, that sometimes. It's weird. I gotta find that somehow. Cause yeah, cause like I saw like one of them was so tame. A guy said humping, and they were like, oh, take that off. So it's like, yeah, so I can kind of read it. If it's a really long comment, like the little thing on the app won't let me read it. But I can usually read what you guys say. I just, because it doesn't fully post to the page, I can't respond or like it or anything. So if you if there's ever a comment I don't respond to, guys, or if it's just a situation, maybe YouTube doesn't notify me that you guys commented. But I, you know, I do check that on a regular basis a few times a week. And uh, I like I really like interacting with you guys. So. Um, you can always leave like iTunes comments, reviews, stuff there. But if you want to go to the uh, 
the uh, movie graveyard on um, on YouTube. You can leave comments on each episode there, and uh, we can have a cool dialogue there. That really is the most like uh, the the fucking uh, that's what you need for like any kind of podcast service like a way yeah. to comment on each episode. The only yeah. other place that does that the way I'm thinking like uh, like uh, SoundCloud does that where you can like put up you can even like tag a certain spot of the recording and leave a comment. That's nice, but like yeah, not very. Uh, it doesn't come standard in uh, a lot of these podcast services for some reason. No. No, like Podbean, I'll, like it will let me know if you guys follow me or something. But it, there's really no way to say anything. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so th- so that's it. I hope you guys are having a good uh, summer. Hopefully, this summer is better than last summer. But uh, we appreciate all the support, no matter what's going on. Uh, especially since I want to say last January, February, like boom, you guys have been hitting this show hard, and uh, every time you download, I see it. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, very nice to have very Chad listeners, ain't it, Zach? It is, baby. And Stacy listeners. We got Stacy listeners too. Mm-hmm. We the appreciate them too. Yeah. We're not um <laughs> we're not simps though, so we don't we don't pri- prioritize the Stacy's over the Chads. We just like exactly. all the Chads and Stacy's equally. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that's it, guys. Thank you so much as always, and we'll see you again here real soon in the movie graveyard. Dog. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.